speaking of uh, poorly written characters and movies, I just finished watching. Well, I wasn't really watching. I was on my phone. Once the movie started, I realized how bad it was. But it was family movie night, and everyone wanted to watch Cheaper by the Dozen, the new one with Zach Braff and Gabrielle. The Disney Eden. Plus one, yeah. The Disney Plus one. To be fair, my wife and I, when we were my first wife. dating, actually went to see the first, the, the second Cheaper by the Dozen, which was the Steve Martin and Bonnie Hunt version, right? Which was a remake. Oh, of you it. saw the second one in the. Th- oh, okay. No, no, I mean like it, it was. So there was an old Cheaper by the Dozen from the fifties. Oh, they, I see what you're saying. Then they well, I was, I was, it. I thought you were saying they, because they did a sequel to you. By the they did a sequel. The sequel yeah. was okay. Eugene Levy's funny, but otherwise, I don't remember the sequel at all. How many of these movies have they done? Like, so, so it's one of those things where it's a, it's a story that was done back in the '50s. Sure. I think it might be a play. I'm not sure what it's based on. I don't, I'm not, I don't know the lore that well, guys. And then <laughs> the lore, and the world building of it was like 2002, 2003. I know it was when we were dating. We used to go out to movies all the time my wife and i and this is one of the ones we saw and think, we thought I it was i think you're dead on 2003 because i was working at blockbuster and i remember when that okay on. Yeah. yeah and it was i thought really fun and cheesy but charming yeah. and steve martin i saw it on a date too that was one of my first dates uh, it's just a very pleasant so. and like happy movie it, they do a yeah. good job with it it's not like a comedy uh genius type of a movie but it's very fun and slapstick it's like daddy yeah. daycare which mm. is it's just like fun silly movie and this one I thought would be the same thing, just the new actors and whatever. Let's let's see what they do. The trailer looked kind of like it could be good. It's one of the worst movies I've seen in a long time. Like it's wow. It's real bad. It's real bad. And I like Zach Braff. I think he's I think he's I like funny. Him too. Yeah. I like him as a writer. Garden State was one of my favorite movies for a little while there when I first saw it. I thought it was same. I thought it was so so good. I still think it's good. I, I just mean I, I do too. I, I loved the way he wrote. I loved his character in Scrubs, even though I didn't watch enough Scrubs, but I've seen enough to know. I really like this guy. So I thought this can't be bad. Gabrielle Union's a great actress too. So I thought this is going to be great. And it is not. It is truly not. It was, it's one of those movies that feels like most of it, it was almost feels like we're watching them. Like, uh, what do you call it on a set when you're like reading through? It's like a read through. Like it kind of, yeah. through the script basically. It just or? doesn't feel like they're really acting. Like it's, the acting is real bad. The writing's really on the nose. And the first half of the movie as kind of corny and, Honestly, not funny that it is, but it's fine. It's just a bad movie. It's just like poorly made. The second half becomes essentially let's let's hit you over the head with everything we can with all the uh, essentially race related mm. messages we want to put out there, which at first is like, oh, interesting. All right. They're addressing this. I didn't expect that. They don't address it in a way that's, I think, good. They make Gabrielle Union's character seem just flat out sarcastic and mean to anyone who assumes maybe she adopted a kid when it's actually her biological kid who's mixed like she gets real she's the hero but she's really mean (laughs) it's so brave she's so brave i don't know know how to explain it but i know my wife and i are looking at each other like is it like in movies like this you usually want it to be very on the nose that you're supposed to aspire to be these characters yeah and and she came across super aggressive and mean to people who i think were supposed to look like the ignorant idiots and they came across like someone who just kind of misspoke. And before she could like kindly say something or they had a chance, they kind of just like sat there scared while she like lectured them. And so that was weird. And then it gets even weirder because her ex-husband comes in and starts teaching us, the audience, and Zach Braff, the white stepdad, how he doesn't know how to raise a black kid. So, And it ends with the, everyone's happy at the end. So it's like, <laughs> <sighs> there are ways to do those messages in this day and age that would be effective, that would be 
really good and really moving and like wow that is a really good point i never thought of it that way but this was not it man that it sounds bad. like a very like oh like you you said a thing so now we're gonna yell at you make you feel like shit type of thinking you know what i mean like there's no it's that thinking, there's no learning you know it's, it's thinking just... for folks who think that's actually the right way to do it right and and they wrote a script with the heroes doing that stuff thinking that's the right way to do it and i was really disappointed because i actually do want my kids to see a lot of diversity in film i regardless of uh, whether they look like them, act like them, live a life like them, believe like them. I like the idea of them seeing diversity in movies. I do. And teach them about it and show them how ignorance is a problem. I'm all for that stuff. But do it well. Do it realistically. This just felt weird, man. This felt really yeah. strange. I got the same vibes as I did from Captain Falcon Winter... Captain Falcon, Falcon. Falcon Winter Bucky. Yeah, that's Win right. Winter, Winter Bucky. Winter Bucky. Falcon, Falcon <laughs> boy. Um... <laughs> <laughs> See, I didn't get that. I thought I thought that was no. I was saying the last episode it did that. I got the same vibes, but yeah. this made that like okay, that wasn't that bad. Oh, like that, I, yeah, that yeah. was just that was just a touch of it. Like this I, is much more on the I notes. Didn't, I did not mind that speech at the end really at all. That um, I, I think in Captain retrospect, it's, it's not as it's not as um, um, hitting you over the head with it as I when I first watched it. I kind of felt like this is out of place and in a weird spot, and it's interrupting the momentum of the penultimate episode to the finale. And it all just kind of froze so we could listen to a to a speech. But it's not as it's not so out of place and so uncomfortable that I was like, oh, I can't watch this anymore. It was just a little bit like, yeah. <laughs> I know I shouldn't I know I shouldn't criticize a Marvel show for lack of realism, but there's no realism in any person giving a speech to somebody on adjust and, and adjusting their point of views i'm sorry that's just not i know the way the world well, like, works but like so everything has kind of uh come to a conclusion right like that's the moment where like everyone's sort of been arrested and everyone maybe kind of but been... the politicians that are all standing there listening are going like hmm you make some i mean sure things. yeah like, no and sure and we know enough about especially with this movie being made in the pandemic like yes we know enough about how politicians feel about <laughs> real world problems how they don't yes. care for the most part well that yes. it just rings totally there's false. a difference between you guys uh, you guys me and and you know real people and then a dude with freaking a, a suit flying around the shield he it's can just bash yeah. your face in you know <laughs> he's like i just point. flew around here and beat yeah. the crap out of a bunch of people y'all like, i will beat you. your ass if you don't listen <laughs> to me. america all right bitches America. I think they were all just kind of confused, like, what's with his suit? Who yeah. It's not the best design. Because um, that's what I was thats what I was thinking. There's a lot of white. Um, I just didn't love that design. Anyway, all that to say, that I was actually trying to say that the that Marvel show, the Winter Falcon whatever show, that one... Yes. Close enough. I, I I think my criticism of that, and I'm at, we're about to start that one now, actually, because I finished WandaVision with the okay. kids. And they want to jump into that oh, one next. Cool. And, and I really do think when we get to that, I'm going to be like, yeah, that's that wasn't that bad. I, I was a little bit over overthinking how they I, delivered that. I but think I could, part of that, though, is uh, did you you waited until they, all the episodes finished? I and then you it. Watched, yeah. So um, when you take that ride like on a binge, it plays out like an MCU movie and, right. and you're. Yeah. You're really sold on like all of the action and the and the suspense and all that stuff. And then like you're saying, it felt like they paused a six hour movie yeah. to do a lecture at some people that are not gonna change their ways yeah. at all if we yep. know how because we know how the world works. Even I if the world like, had superheroes in it, they still would be like, nah, whatever. Like <laughs> Like earlier earlier in the show, there's actually some pretty poignant scenes between Bucky and Sam that yep. Again, say what you will about how it was written, whatever else, but I thought they acted it pretty well and it delivered yeah. what it was trying to do 
whether or not it should have, that's a different discussion, but I just think they did a good job with that. And that to me felt like they communicated what they needed to with yeah. that. You mean uh, with yeah. the older that's gentleman or? Well, it's like mainly that, when they're throwing like, the well, shield that's, around. That's that side story oh, too. Oh, well that too, okay. And the, and the side story with the older fellow too. All okay. of that, yeah. they had a couple of moments that were pretty poignant and I thought landed. And yeah. that's why the speech felt unnecessary, overly long and really dumb in, in the moment. That, that All that being said, none of that feels as bad now that I've seen Cheaper by the Dozen because that was sure. horrible. That was really <laughs> yeah. bad. And it's, it's, seemed... not like, it's not like it was no-name actors. and st- Like, this was a pretty... There's a lot of recognizable actors throughout. Sometimes, the, be- the you know, know if, the, um, if the Disney direction talks, and the writing is bad, then the writing is bad, you know? Poor, man. It was really, really poor. It's, um, I guess grass does not always look greener um, when you're talking about, like, I don't know, comparing speeches or whatever or on those <laughs> yeah, no. things you I know, know. Like... well i i wasn't sure if my wife was enjoying it because at first the first half of it like i said is just straight up kind of cheesy family movie so mm-hmm. either you love it or you hate it i wasn't feeling it i didn't think it was funny it all felt kind of done before but i was kind of like whatever it wasn't until the second half of the movie that i started going yikes they're actually trying to deliver some serious commentary on the world it's and it's and it's just as poorly done as the first part was <laughs> like it's just oh, not no. It's just not good, man. Well, it's I just... actually watched a good movie right before we recorded. It's Would an older like? movie. Um, I'm curious if you guys would guess it. I know Kyle would right away because he we've talked about well, it. We watched I mean, this movie did you once. Put it on? He would we hear that it's it. a good older movie and he'd be able to guess it? No, he would hear that it, it came out in 2007. Okay. okay. It's a crime thriller. It's almost three hours. Okay, hang on. 2007. Was that like Zodiac came out around then? It's literally Zodiac, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought of like what are movies that I remember being super long that yeah. are like thrilling, and that's the and, only and one it, I can think. Of. God dang it, that movie is so freaking good though. Um, and it, and it, it makes sense that it's long because that's how long these dudes are obsessed with the case. Yeah, well, uh, it's Artie, an interesting. Artie J, right? Artie J's in there. Artie, Robert Downey Jr. plays like an alcoholic in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, he kind of gives up on the case. I want to say like in the third act. I mean, those like stories about serial killers from back in the day. I mean, because they did, didn't have the technology quite like how we have now. Everything's so, it, so behind. It was just yeah. very, you what's, know. What's mind-boggling about that case, and then there's a guy that happened after him in the same area uh, who they did catch. And I'm like, and it, there was like neighborhood mm-hmm. justice delivered on the guy. I can't remember his name now. Yeah. Um. But uh. Um. But but that that time, like, it shows you in the movie every time there's a passage of time, it tells you how long it is. It's like a murder will happen. He'll release a letter like two days later and then two weeks go by and people are just like in a panic, not knowing that he, when he, when he's going to strike, right, they don't yeah. have any DNA. Like it's just, those yeah. were the times like yeah. you just, yeah. I had to live in fear for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and sometimes years. There was uh, that yeah. gap of time this... when, when news was proliferating everywhere. Like you could watch the news yeah. all the time, but the internet, and technology for solving crimes didn't quite exist, right? So that's why your 70s and 80s specifically were like, dude, so many serial killers, so many violent murders because they were really hard to catch, but everyone heard about it all the time. You know what I mean? Like it was... Do you remember that guy that was driving around? Maybe it was the guy and his son. I I think it was actually a pair. They were driving around in the the car and they were shooting people from the trunk. Oh, in D.C.? Yeah, from the trunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had the um, opening in the trunk, and they had like a sniper rifle. They were shooting people. Like there was a guy that was pumping his gas, and he and he got shot. Like they, I forget if he died, but like they definitely people died. So there was a episode of the Greatest Crimes of the Century show. Yeah. I think that's what it was called. My wife is super into this stuff, so like it's like the stuff. It, yeah, that it's was bits of information. The, but that sounds like the DC shooters. Yeah, like that's it was the DC right? shooters. You're just that sitting was, there minding your own business, pumping yeah. gas, and next thing you know, you get shot in the 
chest head whatever like that's terrifying i remember seeing that in the news but then there is an episode i think it was the crimes of the century documentary series or something like that and that was one of the episodes and dude it's just so terrifying to know that like you live in a place where there's a random sniper yeah. And there's no pattern yeah, just hiding somewhere oh. yeah yeah and same with the zodiac too especially back in those times people were far more comfortable just going out by themselves right and just yeah. risking it whatever yolo and uh this <laughs> yeah. the, the way that this movie frames when couples go on dates by themselves like they go to like a, a you know one of those they go to like a famous local makeout place where you park your car mm-hmm. and just make out mm-hmm. And, and like he in in and then yeah the zodiac comes in and kills them there and the way that they shot that was just freaking horrifying the one that's even more horrifying is the uh the one where they're at the uh park in the daylight and the dude comes out with oh, the zodiac yeah. suit on and he just he lays them down and starts stabbing them and i'm like oh my god this yeah. scene is so hard to watch yeah oh, and these are things man. that happen i forgot yeah. about that that scene is messed up dude i think i had blocked that out thanks for bringing that back i don't remember <laughs> yeah i don't remember that scene but i mean they, yeah. they, i mean those crimes were legit terrifying people like to romanticize it because oh he wrote codes he wrote like little messages like but yeah that's terrifying yeah, <laughs> yeah it's terrifying. absolutely yeah, that was a, that was a really well made movie yeah that was good absolutely that actually you saying that that reminds me there are a few scenes in movies over the years that regardless of how old i am those scenes still stick out to me and still mess with me yeah that one messed with me for sure that one there's a scene in saving private ryan where they're Mm. they're wrestling around with a knife during the final oh man and the guy's panicking like the slow oh god oh man and and as as he's he lost the battle and the guy's slowly pushing the knife down he's okay okay wait 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 he's just trying to get him to stop dude like and that then, makes and then you sick. got Jeremy Davies or whatever just sitting yes. there. Yeah, in the corner. Anything. Yeah, yes. and he yeah. leaves. He lets him live. He's like, yeah, That's you just watch me kill the, your friend. Even like, the German soldier almost looks at him like so pathetic and just leaves yeah. him sit there. Like, like, ugh. But dude, that whole moment, the whole Hell interaction, shock. the desperate of the fight, the desperation of the fight, and then him yeah. like kind of be like, fine, you win, you win, but just don't kill me. Kind of a begging was just it just messed with me. I think that, I saw that when I was like, yeah, because yeah, it was like the most human oh. way to frame that death. Steven Spielberg. It felt uh, so real. Like it felt like yeah. that that panic would probably go through all of us if we were in that situation. Yeah. You know, it felt like a bad dream. Like when you're in yeah. a bad dream and you something something like that happens no to you, kidding. you're literally saying that like in the moment. And I didn't and sleep that out. night. I remember like my dad watched yeah. that with my older brother and I. It was like a the boys' movie night, and he was yeah, like, "You guys are old enough to see so this you been, now." You would have been young as young as I am. I was. I was uh, sixteen. I remember I had just turned to sixteen, and we were on like a family trip up to a cabin and that was one of the movies he thought would be fun for the boys to all watch and he was right <laughs> i love i loved that movie i thought it was so yeah. cool but and i even loved the way it ended i loved that whole movie um and all me the viol- all the violence didn't really get to me it was that very personal intimate mm-hmm. like nightmarish moment well it's a, it's the knife too it's it's something there's something the about something about knives that's why the zodiac shooting kills me dude like, yeah. i'm like yeah. stop stabbing them and like yeah. they're facing each other and the girl yeah. starts writhing around and he starts yeah. stabbing her front and then the scene cuts right when it starts getting super brutal um yeah. so i'm trying to refocus refocus because <laughs> like the thing refocus. is like with the gunshot like a lot <laughs> oh, of nice. the, you get shot in the head like you're, you're pretty much Done. definitely most likely dead but like if you get right. stabbed like you can get stabbed right in the head area you're probably maybe fine still and then you keep getting stabbed like it's just yeah. the, the idea of like multiple stabs like ah it's yeah it's terrible such a great movie though man and it makes sense like that it's as long as it is there's a certain point where they think they find a guy and then they go well the handwriting didn't match and then there a bunch of other forensic evidence didn't match and he didn't have anything in his apartment and they're like okay don't worry we'll catch the guy and then it cuts to 
the third act where everybody's not everybody, but like Jake Gyllenhaal and Mark Ruffalo are still like obsessed with the case and everybody else is like, all right, settle down. Like, you know what I mean? Like everybody else Mm -hmm. is like, there's been no murders. It's fine. (laughs) It's a cold case. It is what it is. Uh, yeah, exactly. They, the movie is pointing a very specific finger for sure. But, uh, and, and I think that one is, I think they've disproven that since the movie has come out like several times, but, oh, really? but uh, it's, it's still a great, I mean, it's it makes still a, a it's still an unsolved case, right? Very. Yes. Yeah. Mm. There were, there were some, uh, there was a group of like internet sleuthers, I guess you would call them or whatever that were like ex-military and ex-FBI and they all came together and they claimed to have solved it last year. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, some of the people that were actually directly involved with the case were like, some of those facts don't make sense at all. Was like the they, hacker group anonymous. No, it was, uh, I don't remember the name yes. of them, but they did have a name like that where it was like Case Crackers or something like that. <laughs> Extra anonymous. Zodiac Zappers. <laughs> I hope that's what they're called. Zodiac. Dan, do you have a scene from a movie or show that like sticks with you from, even as an adult, doesn't have to be as a kid? Like, is there something like that that sticks with you? You know what's funny? Um, it's, I, I, while you think about it, it's not the movies that are overtly gory guts of violent it's those nope. little moments that are like that's gonna stick with hey, me that's remember terrible. in who framed roger rabbit when christopher lloyd starts cartooning his eyes yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that stuck with me not hey, a, cre- remember not in, a creepy remember movie peewee herman's movie. great adventure when the lady truck driver her, starts bugging out her face for peewee do you remember this I, peewee I've, herman? I've seen that movie like one time i don't remember it Sorry. there's a part that, where that like sounds vaguely familiar he turns and looks at him and goes blah, blah, and like it's all this it's supposed to be silly and funny and her yeah. eyes start bugging but out it's and not it's terrifying i don't know why i was allowed to watch Um, that movie have you guys ever heard of uh and i had to literally google it because i didn't remember the name of the movie i I don't even know this must this was years ago um puppet master i haven't seen it but i know what that is that's yeah i I remember like it's like tales of the crypt type corny horror movie right sure but like i remember i was super young so i think it's it says 1989 so i was three years old I don't know if when I was watching this, I was three, but I was around that age. And I don't know why it was on the TV. I don't know if my dad was just watching that. And it was just like, whatever, this is a movie. Um, but I remember a scene where like the, this couple, they're on the bed and they're going to do like sexy stuff. And I think one of them's like handcuffed. And I think the dude goes to like go under the bed for something or he hears something. And one of the dolls has a drill for a head and it just and it it drills through his face. But oh like, my god! But he doesn't get up. I think she's like waiting for him to, get, and so she like grabs him, and and obviously then the camera shot is like his head, just a hole through his head, and it's like, and I remember this still, literally yeah. all, all these years later, like thirty yeah. years ago, and it's I just remembered like this. The, I know that's like a a, a horror movie, um, yeah. So it's kind of aiming for that, but right. I bet if you watch it now, you'd be like, oh, oh yeah, this is so corny. Yeah. No, uh, absolutely. You probably I think laugh. That, that movie at that time <laughs> was going for cheese and camp. That was sure. like supposed to be campy horror. You movie. might not laugh, laugh now because of the effect it had on you, but if you had <laughs> seen true. it for it's the true. first time right. at this age, like if I've rewatched Saving Private Ryan since then, and I will admit to you guys, I'll be honest, this is a safe place, right? I, <laughs> I, I probably rewatched that movie three or four times, maybe over the years. Um, I've skipped that scene every time. I, I don't mean, know why. I just fast. I just again, skip ahead. It's it just, just it affects me, man. It just gets me. It's I'm a like, personal I moment. It's a terribly Ugh. terrifying personal moment. It's yeah. The fact that the it's so intimate is what yeah, makes intimate, it yeah. the worst. And there's no. I don't even know if there's any blood in that moment. Maybe a little bit gathers around where the knife. Maybe a little, you, but, but the movie's very violent anyway. That's so. not what the 
that's not the disturbing part. Right, like if, right, if it had right. been a quick stab and there was blood left on him, I w- it wouldn't have bothered me. It was like know? tiny stabs, like in Horrible Bosses. Tiny stabs. <laughs> it was <laughs> tiny stabs. <laughs> Is that Charlie Day? Who yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, had, he had just uh, yeah. had, he had a bunch of sugar, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Somebody was having Man. a heart attack and he was like, uh, actually, no, somebody was having an allergy attack and he was like, Oh, I gotta give you a shot of whatever epinephrine, whatever it is that for, uh-huh. for allergies. And he was like, "It's not working. What do I do? Tiny steps?" But he didn't realize the guy was like, I think he was poisoned or something. Oh my but god! He's just the visual. <laughs> kind of forget uh, Kevin Spacey's in that movie. Kevin yeah. Spacey. He is a yeah. horrible boss though. So I mean, you know, looking up to his name, I guess. Is Jason horrible Bateman, person. right? Yeah. yeah. Jason Sudeikis. What a what a great trio. <laughs> What a yeah. great J- Jamie Foxx, just the random guy. That, like that in the- Ted Lasso, uh, Marty Bird, and freaking Charlie <laughs> never going to change day from. Char- yeah. yeah. It's always yeah, yeah. sunny. <laughs> or not it's always sunny. His name is Charlie. Um, it's like an Irish last name, right? I forget Cal- his last Cal- name. Kelly? Charlie Kelly? Cal- yeah, something like that. I can't remember. Yeah. But just another, I have to say this. I know we've said it probably three or four times, Jeff, but I'm going to say it again. The It's Always Sunny podcast is one of my favorites now. Like Dude. I. I've been it's better every episode. It's I've been listening through all of them, and even though I'm way ahead, actually watching that show, I'm like in season ten now. Yeah, yeah. And they're still talking about, I think, season three where they're I am currently three now. Yeah, I think. And, but it's just such, and it's on YouTube now too, so you can actually watch them. So you I've can watched watch them. Oh, I've watched so a few good. of the episodes, which are great. Yeah. And uh, there was a Christmas one that I. It was like a special on the YouTube channel where Meg actually wrote little songs or rhymes for each of them. <laughs> She's really, she's really funny. I forgot she's actually a writer, right? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I thought she just, I was mentioning in the chat. I she was a producer. Chat, I thought she was just a producer of the podcast. But yeah. no, she she co-created Mythic Quest. She wrote it's on Community. Hilarious. She wrote on Always Sunny. She's like actually very, very funny. It's just she's got like a chill personality and she's got like Dude, a good vibe go there, for a Go producer. to their YouTube channel and watch the, there's one where she wrote poems for each of them and has them read them to each other. So like Mac reads the one for Charlie. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they... It's really, really good. Did you see this week's episode where they uh, they quiz? I'm, uh, I'm still callers? behind. I'm, oh, okay. I'm, I'm behind. It's, it's a good episode. But, episode or something. But there is an episode. You might have gotten to it already. Where uh, Glenn says he he's never gotten to kick a door in, and he always he's always wanted to kick a door in. Is uh, entire. I, I don't think I've seen that. <laughs> okay. Well, they they did they did well, recently they have the conversation later with on in a future episode. So they have conversations <laughs> about who is most like their character. I think you referenced this yeah. and. Uh, they didn't want to say it, and Glenn eventually admitted, like, all right, there's elements of, of Dennis that maybe yeah. are kind of like me. And they're like, I didn't want to say it, but yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that's I a fantastic that podcast. It's yeah. great to watch. If you are re-watching It's Always Sunny or, like me, had never really gotten into it and now are watching it, highly recommend that podcast. Same with The Office Ladies. That's an interesting way to – I do, I do love that one. When they say deep dive, they mean it. They're talking about flowers that are in shots and stuff. Yeah. Like, they are – it's a different Hardcore. style. Like it's always sunny. It is. It's kind of like those characters. Sort yeah, it's of very like. off the cuff. Very off the yeah. cuff. Well, yeah. it's funny because like you know, uh, Angela and Pam in the office, obviously they they butt heads, but like in real life, um, oh, they're best friends. Yeah. Je- Jenna and I, I forget the other one's Angela, name. Angela, yeah, so and, name's yeah. Angela. Oh, okay, yeah, they're like actually like really good friends. So right, yeah, pretty funny, right. funny dynamic. Absolutely, very, very opposite. Oh man. Well, Jeff, you watched another movie this weekend though, so I want to hear about the new. Uh, Dumbledore romp. How is it? <laughs> Dumbledore. Secrets of Dumbledore. More like guys. Dumble Snore, am I right? His secret is he is a gay man. But don't well, tell China that. It's yeah. not in the movie. That's it's so it, funny it that they're their seconds, right? That's been that's been known for 13, 14 yeah, years now. It has. Like, it has. Yeah. 
get over it. All right, so well, how, how is this movie? This movie is more, so they don't really touch on it, because I watched both Fantastic Beast movies again, uh, I guess, to, as a refresher, even though I didn't, I didn't really need it, but whatever. <laughs> hey, uh, am I right in remembering that the first one is fine, fine. the second one is not good? I did not like the second one. I again, didn't. I didn't like it's it not again. Like, it's, not, <laughs> it's not a horrible movie, it's just not good. Yeah, right? yeah, it's hard to... It's hard is to J.K. Describe. Rowling like no longer involved in in the in any she, of it, or she co-wrote the script, the first one, this movie, the oh. new one. Oh. But they brought back in the writer who wrote on like I want to say half the Harry Potter movies. So okay. somebody that was very familiar with the vibe that it should be going for and how to make a story coherent. Apparently uh, <laughs> not. That's where the second one struggled. It's like the acting the was good, very much special effects and music are all great. It's just not, it didn't work. You the know? special effects are good, but the spectacle was like missing. Like that, God, there's a scene in, in Secrets of Dumbledore where, by the way, I'm just going to say I like this movie and I'm really surprised I really liked it. Oh, oh good. you did. I okay. went in with super low expectations. Uh, so it, that helped, I think. Uh, but there's a scene where like um, they're at a dinner, like a fancy dinner. Uh, um, uh, Dan Fogler's character, uh, Jacob. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's a new character with him who's like his chaperone more or less. And they're they're kind of spying at this dinner, even though Grindelwald knows who they are. Obviously, like he knows who his enemies are. Um, and uh, eventually, Jacob gets up the nerve to confront him, to confront Grindelwald. The balls on this guy. He still still doesn't know any in magic. It's so funny. Um, but but he <laughs> he's doesn't. given a wand. You can see it in the trailer. He's given a wand. Yes. And he pulls out his wand and threatens Grindelwald, and then it turns into like this whole magic duel action scene that I was like totally just enthralled and engrossed by like it's so freaking cool that's great and i was like where was this in two <laughs> yeah the so second they didn't one have any had, of like, that none of this the second they... one had like a flaming thing finale it, it just didn't work uh for me yeah. in the second one uh, it was just wildly tonally not the second one was on i i remember it's been a while <laughs> since i've seen it but i remember feeling like they're trying to do too many gotchas or twists in the second one like oh yeah. this is what's happening this is who this character really is and, I was and like, you know what they had to all right they had to play along with with that because i mean it's kind of like with the first suicide squad movie which i didn't like at all uh the david ayer one hmm. and then oh yeah and then uh and then james gunn he was slapping too many people it was not for me uh and then <laughs> and then james changed his name to, to dead, dead slap, slap. Yeah, yeah, that's like, yeah. <laughs> then James Gunn had to come in and, and kind of acknowledge that yes, that is that is you know part of that's canon. Yeah, and then he wrote something better out of it, and that's I feel like that's what they did here. They actually changed a few things, like they explained. So so basically, the end of uh, Crimes of Grindelwald, which is a four year old movie, and I'm sorry if I'm going to spoil it for you. It's not very good anyway, so it doesn't matter. Uh, but <laughs> but Grindelwald at the end tells Ezra Miller, who's a bit of a problematic person in general now. Yeah, in real life, yes. That turns out. Uh, but uh, tells Ezra Miller's character, uh, your Dumbledore's uh, half-brother or something right. like that. So the third movie clarifies that point and changes it a little bit mm. to make it make more oh, sense. Oh, he J.J. Abrams is bad boy. Huh? A, a little bit. A little, <laughs> but a little bit. But it's it make they make it make sense. Like Grindelwald was telling him that as a motivation and stuff. Kind of like he was motivating people saying, we're going to stop World War II and all this stuff. He's just doing that to recruit people. He's not really going to stop World War II. He's going to kill everybody and just have wizards rule. Uh, so it's kind of like that, where like he yeah. didn't really have all the details. He just kind of knew that it was that Ezra Miller was a Dumbledore. Mm. Uh, so he didn't really have all the details. So, I mean, let's just say that. Uh, so I, I think it 
they really smartly wrote around all the problems that happened from Crimes of Grindelwald. I, I think they really did that well. They managed nice. that well. They, it was a good balance of like funny, good cast. Like, really good cast. Yeah, cast is great. They did. They couldn't keep Tina, who's uh, Catherine Waterston, Sam Waterston's daughter. Mm. Um, they couldn't keep her in the movie for some reason. I don't know what she was doing, but uh, she was not in this movie. Like she did like a cameo. She was in the first two, right? She was. She was a lead role. So they Wasn't replaced her love, with this new She was a love interest for Jacob. Yeah. No. For Jacob? She was a love interest no. for uh, for Newt. For Newt. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, she's not in this one, and that's unfortunate. But they did kind of replace her with another fun character from. I think she's from like The Daily Show. I recognized mm. her from The Daily Show. Jessica Williams. She's really. She fits in perfectly in this movie mm. um yeah the humor just felt better like there was like no humor in the last movie i don't remember any um my god i'm just very surprised uh, how much i like this movie. i'm glad i'm glad to hear i that. mean we are gonna go see it because the kids really want to see it so they're i guess they're waiting to potentially start a script on the fourth one seeing how this one does and it yeah. doesn't seem like it's reviewing very well but yeah, and I don't get I don't get that. I mean, audiences seem to be higher on it than critics on this one. Okay. Whereas the second one, I don't. I think if it, it was makes kind of, the money, then if it makes right. the money, the critic reviews won't matter, right? right it's so. true. It it really doesn't. And and I think I do think the movie is a little too convoluted. Like by the end, there's a lot of stuff that happens that I'm like, well, that doesn't make sense, but I'm here for it. Like it's <laughs> <laughs> like there's some cool stuff with Dumbledore that I'm like, yes. But I mean, it it's kind of like with Star Wars, right? Like they had the the three original and then like lucas is like let's go back and it's like well do we really care i mean do we care why darth vader became darth you know what i mean like yeah and 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 while the books the seventh one especially talks the most about dumbledore's secrets i guess not Mm. that he's gay this one does more overtly say the china the stuff that china cut out for their Mm. box office was uh (laughs) It's like a five him, second clip. He, yeah. It's it's literally like two lines of, of Dumbledore saying I was in love with him. And, and he mentions I was in love with you when he's talking to Grindelwald. That's it. Those are the only lines that he cuts out. So I don't I don't know how the cut works when you cut that line out. It's got to be really awkward. Uh, he just says you. <laughs> yeah, I like just, to think it. I like to think it just got silent and they double yeah, over with like, I like hate you. Because Grindelwald <laughs> asked, do you know why you did what you did? And I wonder if it's just like a long pause and he's like, hmm. Uh, mm, uh. No, what you did is what you did. All the audio cuts out, and it's just one guy going, nope. <laughs> nope. Not, not way, Mads, Mads Mikkelsen, hell of an upgrade from Johnny Depp. Uh, sure. And yeah. it's not that Johnny Depp's a bad actor, it's just I'm kind of oh, right. sick of I'm kind of sick of his shtick. Whereas see. Mads is just an effortless, yeah. effortlessly charismatic and like mysterious dude. Yeah. yeah. And he's God, he just wears this role Still so well. one of my favorite Bond villains. Matt's Mickelson. Oh, for mm. sure. For sure. And the best Hannibal. Wait, I didn't say that. Uh-oh. <gasps> Uh-oh. I didn't say that. Ooh, speaking of movie scenes that stick with you, when Hannibal's uh-huh. making Ray Liotta eat his own brain that he's frying <laughs> up. Do you remember this? <laughs> which no, which one is that really from? I've never really seen any of those that's movies. From, that's from Hannibal. And it's totally... Oh, I didn't see that one. I only so saw sorry. The Silence that's of the Lambs. My, and... Mild spoiler for a... I only saw Silence of the Lambs and Red, Red Dragon. Okay, those are better than Hannibal. So that's, uh, that's what I heard. That's why yes. I avoided it. <laughs> but Hannibal isn't altogether bad. It's much more violent, much more like, look how violent he can be. It's a lot more of that, but it's still an interesting step in his story. But yeah, there's yeah. a scene where Ray Liotta plays a character. I forget which character he is, but anyway, Hannibal at some point catches him and, you know, does his, you know, he likes to experiment on people. And also he's obviously a cannibal, but he carefully yes. removes his skull cap, like is able to cut in and remove his 
his, the top of his head while Leota's still alive. Oh, but sure. he's kind of confused and sit there, sitting there dazed. Similar and to that there, scene in Sounds of the Lambs where they didn't do anything like that. <clears> it was more there, left the imagination. He's over there frying up this meat and he feeds it to him and they can see that he's like slicing off a piece of his uh, brain and feeding it to him. No, oh I mean, God. I feel like you're dead. I feel like once you cut the, like, you're dead. Like, come on. That's probably why that movie didn't review so hot. <laughs> that's that is a really Scott movie too. Yeah, Ray Liotta laughing gif right now. We need to get the Ray Liotta <laughs> laughing at his buddy's gif. Anyway. That is on brain. Oh, Paul, man. Well, he plays a character that's not even in the books, it looks like. So, yeah, whatever. Julian, I mean, Julianne Moore's good. Anthony Hopkins is amazing. But yeah, Red Dragon was a great follow up to that because I, I remember like thinking a lot. I remember thinking Silence of the Lambs was like an cl- instant classic. I remember Hannibal being like, this was a little more uh, overtly like, hey, we're going to be gory now. It's like, OK, mm-hmm. or it wasn't it wasn't scary. It was more just kind of gross out. You know what I mean? Um, hey, um, Red Dragon went back to being scary, and I loved it. The Red Dragon arc in the Hannibal show is tops as well. And dude, Ray Fines in Red Dragon, oh, yeah. so scary. Yeah, Ray F- um, wait, Voldemort, by the way. Yeah, um, Richard Richard Armitage played that role in uh, the Hannibal TV show. Oh, he, nice. he was uh, he was like the lead uh, a dwarf or whatever in the Ooh. Hobbit trilogy. Thorn. Mm-hmm. Hannibal is based off of uh, Jeffrey Dahmer, right? It's actually based off of. I don't know. The books know. came out. I don't know when the books came out. That's the okay. thing. I'm pretty sure it's based the off I, of Jeff. The Dahmer. idea of him being a cannibal. Right. Maybe. maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. The storyline feels very, very different, but maybe. Okay. Yeah, because he's like a psychologist and all that There stuff. is an element of him also like having fluid sexuality throughout, which is Jeffrey mm. Dahmer-esque. So mm. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's true. People are weird, man. They like to eat people. They like to kill people for funsies, you know? Some yeah. real sickos out there. <laughs> real sickos. Um, <clears throat> Hannibal's also the first movie that taught me that Pigs will eat anything. I'll, sure. just, I'll just leave it at that. Sure. Um, <laughs> and we eat pigs because bacon is delicious. So uh, one last thing I wanted to throw out there. Uh, bacon is the best thing in the world. Is uh, oh. That wasn't the thing I wanted to throw out there. But uh, it is, uh, it's true. Okay. But it's true, though. This show on Amazon Prime started. Yeah. I think they're doing two episodes a week. But uh, yeah. it's a Josh Brolin show where he is like the head of a family that owns a ranch. It's very like it sounds like a Yellowstone setup. But it, there's actually like a sci fi element to it. Oh, and things get weird, man. It's <laughs> it cowboys it's, and aliens. It's really cool. It's not like severance weird where <laughs> it's like, no, it's nothing like that. How dare you? <laughs> uh, it's not like severance weird where you're like, the hell's going on where these people work? Um, but but there is there's something uh, that he finds somewhere on 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 out in his land. Mm. And uh, it's 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 interesting. Let me just say. All right. It's <laughs> interesting. <laughs> so it's like, yes, his family is dysfunctional and they have their own problems and stuff uh, that they're kind of dealing with. But while there's that going on, there's like this whole sci-fi thing that Josh Brolin is. Is outer range a play on words there? Is there like a. Sci-fi? I guess so. Kind of like outer limits. But, uh, you know, with the alien. outer range. Yeah. This is on Prime. If you want to consider it alien stuff. I don't know. It's hard to say at this point. It's so early. But yes, it's on Amazon. Amazon okay. Prime. And I it's a like great Josh, cast, too. I do like Josh Brolin. I think he's great. Yeah. And it's got uh, Tom. I don't remember his last name, but he played uh, uh, Wendy's brother in Ozark. He's in oh, this. Dude, oh, my God. Ozark, dude. Oh, my God. He Talk about. Great. He's yet again an unhinged <sighs> guy in this in this show. Yeah. <laughs> yet again. Yeah. But he's more of a calm. He's not outwardly bipolar. He's more of a calm, unhinged guy. Speaking of Josh Brolin, that's the most not talked about Oscars moment because of the Chris Rock stuff. Was when him and Jason Momoa were getting all felt up as some part of part of some weird gag by Regina Hall to like pretend that she was testing them for COVID, but hey, she what? was like 
I'm serious. Like, go look it up. She was like groping them was. and like, like feeling like, like it was supposed to be funny. Regina Hall. What? That name yeah, sounds familiar. I'm not picture. She's a good you actress. It was just a. It was just a. It was a very weird moment. It was trying oh, okay. to be funny, Scary but it, movies, yeah. it went on for okay. too long, and it was like it was. I don't know what it was supposed to be. All I could think of was the roles being reversed would be right. Right. Would play so tone deaf. You know. Correct. Yes. So that just didn't. So I didn't know. Like, was this supposed to be funny, but also a statement about like, hey, the tables have finally turned. This is what men used to do to the women. Is it supposed to be that deep, or was it just supposed to be funny because it's two good-looking dudes that she? I gets think it to... was supposed to be funny because they're two good-looking dudes, and I don't think <laughs> if it was a commentary, she would have said it. She would have made it more overt. Like if it was oh, a commentary, it was so, it was bad, man. Yeah. And it went on for way too long. It was it bad. Did. It, I have to commend Josh Brolin and Jason Momoa though for like their they banter after. Yeah. Because after the fact, like, uh, Brolin was like, hey, uh, Jason, you ever been nominated for an Oscar? And the way Jason said, no. <laughs> <laughs> it really tickled me. Like, he knows his That's ready great. actor. Band, dude. Come on. Like, that is fantastic. I'm not going to be nominated. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, man. But hey, listen, I, I am watching more Moon Knight. I actually have not watched this week's episode, but I've watched the first two so far. I know we talked about the first one already, but just wanted to mention second episode I thought was really fun. And yeah really kind of expanded where they're going, introduces a really key new character and the connection between Steven and what's going on. I won't say too much more because it's kind of fun to discover if you watch it on your own. So it's just kind of, yeah. I, I like the way that they're revealing things bit by bit. I feel like it's going to have that element that WandaVision and Loki also had where they're going to show you little bits and pieces and keep you interested with characters and good writing and great performances and then some fun action moments. But you're not really going to understand until you get, I'm going to guess, at least halfway through the season, maybe sure. further, till we really get an idea. I will, uh, I'll say that I feel like all the setup was kind of done. Like, here's what the bad guy wants to do, and the good guy, what the why the good guy's trying to stop him. Yeah. And that's in episode two. Like, you're finding out episode two that's going on, basically. really sets the stage. Right? <clears throat> yeah. And then episode three is there's a lot of there's a lot of cool stuff. There's a lot of cool visuals. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and yeah, anyone who is complaining about like there's no action in it, like th- it's the first episode, like just wait. Yeah, exactly. Second episode delivered more, and I've heard like, and you're confirming third episode yeah. del- delivers even more. Also, so. stop being so damn shallow. Sometimes and, you need some story. And some the second episode, uh, the yeah. second episode has that uh, pretty much straight from the comics of Mar- uh, uh, Moon Knight running on the rooftops, and it looks so cool, dude. That had it almost took me back to like the Sin City vibes, where you had a lot of yeah. like stark uh, contrast. Yeah, and it, it was a cool scene where he's running and this thing's chasing him, and you know from the trailer that there's a, a shot of him jumping, you know, leaping from rooftop to rooftop. But there's the scene Jeff's talking about where the actual moon is up behind him and he's running across this yeah. this long yeah. rooftop ledge. It just looks real cool. Shout I almost like I almost paused it to take a snapshot of it. It just looks really really cool. I but, still can't believe. Ethan Hawke is a villain, like a cult leader villain. In a Marvel. Like he, he's so good. He's so good in this role. Oh. He's so good. Dude, yeah, there's a scene in it's a series of scenes actually in the in that second episode where you get a real idea of what he's trying to do, like Jeff said, but also how much power and control he has over all of his followers and just watching their reactions to him and the stuff he's saying. I'm like, he's delivering, man. Like I'm this guy is intimidating. Yeah, I believe you know? it. Oh, that yeah, exactly. sounds like a cult leader to me. I mean, yeah, he he nails it. I'll drink some of that Kool Aid. Give me a drink some of that. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I am of course enjoying Hawk-aid. it, and just wanted to give one more shout out in case people haven't watched it yet. We've talked about it a lot on our show. 
but my son and I just finished watching through Arcane. So my second time watching oh, that. Oh, so oh wow. Second time. Cool. So it's Jeez. my second time, my son's first time watching it. He loved it. Like he was so annoyed after we'd watch like maybe two episodes and it would yeah. be past it was a school night and it's like after ten mm. and he's he needs to go to bed, you know, because he's got to get he's up at like six. more. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, come on. Like, <laughs> it's so, like, this is so beautiful. I need well, more. You guys remember, like, every episode has quite oh, the yeah. cliffhanger, you know, so. Yeah. And not to mention some episodes, like, I remember key episodes where, like, oh, this big action scene is coming up. Just wait until the visuals of this one. Like, yeah, I, I imagine that's how I'll be the second time I watch it, which I know I want to watch it again. Yeah, it all yeah. the stuff that I remembered, I was like, is this as good as I thought? Or was I caught up in the moment? Like, this is new and exciting. Dude, it's as good as I remembered. Maybe it's, better. Yeah. <laughs> it's, the animation is insane. Like, it's it is so, so insane. It's so, so good. And then yeah. if if you watch the way it's edited and like some of the moments where they're syncing up what one character's going through with what another one's going yeah. through with yeah. another oh, one. Yeah. And it's just I like, that stuff, dude. it's like, whoa, the storytelling is so powerful. Like yeah. really, really crushed it. And yeah. then yes, it helps when you pair really good storytelling, really great dialogue and intriguing political backstabbing game yeah. of Thrones style storylines. It's a little confusing, honestly, at, at times. Yeah, Cause there's, it's like, it would be it's like at, at the beginning half, it was like, oh, who's this freaking guy? Like it yeah. would be like every episode. <laughs> yes. Person. Yes. Well, I mean, then, like it, the the actual game has just like dozens of characters so like yeah. they're just putting them in the yeah. lore and it's like all right like i think it's over 100 now i think they have like 100 plus <laughs> champions a that's a lot yeah so, um but uh yeah with. when you pair all that with actual really amazing action set pieces like yeah the fight scene on the bridge between two characters where they actually mm. do a drawing version of it first oh yeah, yeah. and yeah. then it kind of like lets the fight start for oh, real where he's like kind of like seeing it play out yeah well then they, be, oh, then they God, because they do each other as kids it goes to them as kids too yep. yeah, yeah. With their toy gun their toy weapons and then back mm -hmm. to adults like that and the music was that was so that. cinematic for like that being an animated so thing and i know that's like has no like business sound being like I'm, that good. I'm talking down to it because it's animated or whatever. How dare but like, you? How dare that was so <laughs> freaking cinematic. Unbelievable. Was, yeah. Yeah. That was shot better than most live action scenes that I've seen. Uh, yeah, it was shot it better was... than anything in Ambulance, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Last thing I'll say about it, too, is I think my of all the amazing fight scenes, there's a lot of spectacle, but I think my favorite was still the bar fight scene in the final episode. Yeah, with the, with the big, like, yes. Guys. Yeah. Uh-huh. And oh just, man! And the way that that one also cuts with the music, but then like there's a moment where they're both just gassed, and one is leaning on the thing, just yeah, takes yeah. a takes a shot. The other one's sitting in the booth, like, yeah, you know. Yeah. And they're just. Like, I just love I love the way good. it started, like straight, something straight out of the Wild West, where they made everybody evacuate, and they were like, "It's just gonna be us here," and like, oh my god, I was like, "Yes, it's, it's gonna be a bar, big bro. fight, big fight, fight, fight." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's. For any, anyone that is listening and for some reason you have not watched that, just please, please watch it. It is it. unbelievable. It, it'll blow your it. mind. And Haley Steinfeld and I think it's Ella Purnell who's on yeah. Yellow Jackets. Yeah, you just talked about Yellow Jackets, yeah. 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 yeah, they nail it, dude. Like, they, I mean, geez. Haley Steinfeld Listen. could never do uh, – I mean, not, not that she – would because she's amazing at acting in front of a camera but she could just do voice acting the rest of her life and she'd be fine yeah yeah i love it when people really give it their all with that kind of stuff because you see yeah. so yeah. many things when they don't when it's like i'm not going to name any names but there's certain big names who get attached <laughs> to an animated movie and then you hear them and like well, they're legitimately just reading their lines like <laughs> this is real bad yeah. so i love it yeah when they... kevin hart <laughs> oh, oh. Uh oh i was actually thinking most recently of 
It's Wanda Sykes and down. Tiny Tina. I thought Wanda Sykes and oh. Tiny Tina. It's oh, yeah, not, she is kind of doing that. Yeah. It's just not like the lines are kind of clever at times. Very Borderlands humor. We talked about this already. But just the way she's delivering it, I'm like, she is not caring about this at all. So, mm. and I know she can, but whatever. We don't have to go down that road again. Yeah. Um, there's not been a ton of new games coming out. But yeah, I hence the diversion bit. to like. Lots of lots of good stuff all to the watch. Other movie stuff, yeah. yeah. Lots, I was lots gonna say I'm stuff. still just plugging away at Chrono Cross. I'm trying to chip away at all these the the games recently that came out that's like twenty hour like closer to the twenty hour mark, so I can go back into Elden Ring and finish it because I haven't finished Elden Ring. But um, so how's your, what's your take on Chrono Cross now that you've played it a little longer? So I I've crossed about I think it's the halfway mark where there's like kind of like the twist. Where like uh-huh. there's a there's a big shift in the story of as far as shift. like yeah. the perspective of what's going on and um and then you're kind of coming at it from like so obviously you know a game about time travel or there's parallel worlds blah 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 um so there's characters that you meet and you can recruit and then like this a point in the story where things kind of change and then you're recruiting some other characters um and then you go to this area that's so when you're in the overworld you see this area that's off to the right that you can't quite get to. And then you get to a point in the story where you do, and visually, aesthetically, everything that's going on in that area is completely different to the rest of the world, which kind of has that kind of like tropical island vibe, like almost like actually Final Fantasy X a little bit, right? Like a little bit. I agree with that. Um, but yeah, that area is completely different and like a lot of yep. story things happen there and it's very interesting and it, it kind of ties in to something, I'm not going to say specifically, but something outside of Chrono Cross, um, which is kind of cool. And I know later on there's a little bit more of that. I do remember. It's just obviously a lot of the the specific details I don't remember because it's been years, but mm-hmm. um, yep. it's just, it's it's such a, it's such a good game. It's a great game. That battle system... I forgot how good it was. It's really yeah. good. Like I forgot how the um I, I actually had forgotten how the traps work, and then I was like, oh right, okay, so this is how it works. It's almost yeah. like it's almost like catching a Pokemon. So like <laughs> yeah. you kind of almost like lay the Pokeball down and wait for like the Pokemon to sort of almost like jump into. The, so basically, like you find certain enemies that will do really strong abilities. There's like these trap elements that you can equip, but there's like a quantity of them. So you can have like one, two or, you know, more of them and you lay them down to basically when that enemy does the move, then you absorb that move into the trap. And now you actually have that and you can equip it. Um, uh, but it doesn't work every time. Right. If I, if I remember correctly, maybe it does. You now, mean the catching or? Yeah, the catching. Oh, I, I mean, I think it does. I, maybe you just, it does. You have to just make sure that you oh, know that. Maybe it's that they don't it. know. Maybe they don't do the move every time. I can't remember what it was, but I remember yeah. back in the day needing to. I felt like farming for certain moves. I would look up, look up a guide online okay. and these really rare elements. I was well, because the enemies are going to do whatever elements they want to do. Right. So you I have feel to like, like there were times I had to try to manipulate it to get them to like okay. make the make the zone the right color or whatever. But I I remember trying to get certain rare elements from certain enemies, you know, okay. following following a game facts guide that right. I printed yes. out. Yeah, 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 <laughs> absolutely. Um, yeah, it's yeah. It, the first one that I had caught was Inferno, I think, and I was like, okay. oh right, I need to because I had it equipped just coincidentally, yeah. and I was fighting that that small red dragon dude uh-huh um and he did inferno i was like oh shoot right okay so i gotta lay this down and then i just kept defending 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 until he did inferno again and go. then i absorbed the the element so yeah um yeah it's it's such a great game such yep. a great game yeah that 
battle system takes a little bit to get used to, but once you kind of yeah. capture what's going on, like, oh, okay, this makes sense. And especially once you level up and your little grid starts to really grow and your options start to grow, yes. it's really, really, really um, good. I do, and I've mentioned this before, I've mentioned it a dozen times, how it's like uh, Suikoden in as far as recruiting characters. I do think it's a, the relying on like a guide aspect of it is a little kind of like, I wish they made it a little more smoother, like a little easier to understand and kind of be like, kind of be able to predict. Yeah. Because like, so the Glenn character, which you had mentioned. Yeah. I, I, I wasn't able to get him because it's a very specific moment yes. where you have to make a choice that and doesn't it feels seem... like it feels like making the other choices wrong. Right. Yes. But you have to make that choice. Yes. But because things... the outcome is going to play out for yeah. you positively yeah. regardless. It's just yeah. a matter of but you don't who know will that. go with you and who will join you in that moment. Yeah. But by getting Glenn, you're missing out on another character who it turns out I actually don't care if I don't get that character in my right. party at least. So, yeah. Yeah. So then I missed out on Glenn because I was like, well, no, I'm not going to make that. But then then I read in a guide. It's like, oh, well, everything turns out. All right. It's like, are you kidding me? Like, Dude, apparently damn. he's like the strongest green element character. So, right. Yeah, I'm going to be paying close attention. I, I actually made a mental note of like, OK, it says in this city when you're making this decision. I kind of vaguely remember that from when I played it yeah. a long time ago. Um, so I'm going to go against my gut. I do have Karsh at least, which is the guy with the axe, kind of almost like awesome. samurai looking a little yeah. bit, um, but he has an axe. He's so one of he's... the early early bosses you face in the game, really early. Yes. Um, so I do have him at least, and he's pretty cool. So yeah, nice. Yeah, that um, game's awesome. Jeff, I'm assuming you haven't really touched. Here's my that. update on Chrono Cross. <laughs> I still own it. There you go. That's haven't good. That's good. It. Excellent work. I did. My I will part. say. I will say that I had originally purchased it on Steam. But then the day before it came out, I asked for a refund and they gave me, I got an email that I got the refund within like 20 minutes. It was pretty, pretty quick turnaround. And then I bought it on the Switch. So that's where I've been playing it. Smart. Not playing it a ton this week, mainly because I've been watching more stuff, which has been right. a lot of fun between Arcane and Moon Knight and stuff. Um, more 30 for 30s. There's lots of good ones for 30 for 30s. Um, I just watched oh, the man. one with Shaq and, and uh, Penny Hardaway when Orlando Magic was this close to being this dynasty. And then Shaq, at the last second, was convinced to go to L.A. after three years in Orlando. Mm. And they were, like, so close to winning the championship. And everyone thought the next couple of years they're going to start winning it. But instead, he went and did that in L.A. with Kobe. And Penny Hardaway was left to... I can't blame him. I can't either. But anyway, that was a good, that was a good documentary. But I have been playing a few things other than Elden Ring. I mean, Elden Ring is my new obsession like Valheim was last year. It's just I, I can't stop playing it. It's... It's become like a playground for me now as opposed to a open world game that I'm trying to adventure because I've pretty much found on my main playthrough I did most things, not everything. Mm. My second playthrough I found a few additional dungeons and caves and weapons, a couple bosses that I had missed, but not a lot. Um, but there's so much in this game it's easy to miss stuff. So I'm doing New Game Plus. I'm a little over-leveled. So all the bosses that were so hard last time are way too easy pro pro gamer over here. it's not because i'm good i'm too i'm like <laughs> i didn't realize if you get too high level it does make it easier but it's actually i'm discovering not quite as fun there, there's a lot of recommendations out there like hey you should probably cap yourself around maybe 150 for your first playthrough don't go above 175 or 200 for the second like there's some recommended caps to make the game kind of feel balanced <laughs> i know i'm over 200 and i shouldn't be but all that to say in addition to doing that, and by the way, there are so many fun builds. Like, there's some really great YouTube channels out there. The one I go to is Fextra Life, which mm. is a funny, funny title. But they've got the best wiki website for really all the Souls games. So if you're looking for guides, where to find items, how to beat bosses, 
looking for interactive maps, like that's the website to go to. And their YouTube channel, they've been putting out these build guides that are about 10 to 15 minutes long, and they mm. give them their own title. And it makes it really feel like it comes alive. It doesn't feel so much like, like a class, game. like an official it feels like class. A class. Yeah, it'll yeah. say like, here's your guide for the Sanguine Samurai. And it's all about, here's the weapon to use. Here's the talismans to equip. Go respect mm. to these stats. Put this armor on so it looks and feels like. And so I did that. And now I'm using this Rivers of Blood uh, sword that doesn't do as strong damage as stuff like Moonvale. But the bleed effects it can apply just make it super powered. So stuff like that. Makes it I mean, really there's so cool. much in this game, so much, so many abilities that you can attach to the weapons and then like reattach different abilities if you don't like that one. And just there's well, so many weapons and like I tried builds that I normally would shy away from. I'm much more of a melee player in these games. Yeah. I like jump in there and start rolling and slicing and all that. But I decided, let me try. There's so many mage builds, some really creative ones. So I figured I would try some of these, like these these death mages and stuff like that. I forget all the different titles. There's death some really mages. cool, these really cool titles. But the idea is you get this themed armor. They tell you what armor to get. So you look like a death mage. You get these specific weapons and specific cool. um, spells that you're supposed to go find and learn. Mm -hmm. And next thing you know, I'm casting these black and white cloudy skulls are flying everywhere. And I'm sending beams out. And it's all very themed. And I look like a legitimate like straight out of hell mag magician you know like what i mean death like, mage yeah that's pretty cool it's so cool yeah so i i did that for a little while and um but i did discover that the setup i had on my first run through with my two bleed inducing swords i mean that that's one of the better setups mm. and i don't know if the game will end up balancing that a little bit yeah. but uh, but yeah just so much fun with that uh, so much fun but i decided to uh, pull a jeff and diddle some other games, right? Ah, a lot of I'm games. So proud. I'm so freaking proud. Look at you guys diddling this, so diddling that. You know, I was, you know, on the Souls kick. I, I think I messaged you guys this, so I thought I'd share it on the show too. I thought, you know what, Elden Ring is quickly becoming one of the, my favorite gaming experiences I've had ever. Like, I just, I'm loving it. I'm absolutely loving it. Maybe I like Souls games now. So I fired up Dark Souls Remastered <laughs> on the Switch. Nope, it's just Elden Ring. It's <laughs> yeah, just. <laughs> It's just Elden Ring. It's yeah. it's just we've talked about it a ton, but it's the combination of the exploration and the Souls bosses and the upgrades and just the unbelievable customization and, when you really start to yeah. understand the systems. You know, it's, it's funny how everyone or not not everyone, sorry, but people bitching about how there's no accessibility in Elden Ring, and it's like, well, compared to the previous Souls yeah. games, it's it's the most accessible, I would say. I mean, yeah. You know, it's absolutely. The one can to you get describe? Into. Can you describe another from software game that lets you just go? I'm just gonna go do something else instead of try to beat this boss. No. You know, like right. I mean, yeah, you're right. I feel like all the other ones are, I don't want to say linear. They're they're, they're focused. Linear, it's but, more focused. They're definitely like you can't get past this boss, you're you're screwed. Optional boss, I should say. Yeah. You can't get past this boss, you're kind of screwed. And this right. one, it's like just go figure, just go figure it out with some. You can other... literally ride by a boss. You can be yeah. on your horse, be like, "Bye, see you later." Yeah, like, bye. <laughs> I'll come back and see you later. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yep, you, you couldn't do that before. Right. Absolutely. Yep. By the way, I got to give, I got to mention this because this is one of my favorite stories about Elden Ring players. Recently, was this guy who apparently I saw this on Reddit, by the way. I saw, I this. saw an interview that IGN did with him. Apparently, he <laughs> tried the Melania fight. Because they, they were like, we got to find out who this guy is. This this guy who wears no armor and just a jar helmet and helps people with the Melania fight. This It's the notoriously one of the most difficult fights. For some people, myself included, it was the most difficult fight in the playthrough. That was my 
the one I had the most trouble with. Mm. And um, he apparently, he says, I tried 242 times till I finally beat her. It was one of the most frustrating things. 242. He was stuck, stuck on this boss and was furious. And he finally beat her. He figured out her patterns. And now he's so good at that fight because it really is very rhythm and like, Mm. uh, it's almost like a dance when you do that fight. And so anyway, long story short, he is now an expert on that boss fight. And he, in that game, you can set up like an assist summon near mm-hmm. a boss. And and if someone's having trouble, they can use an item to view all the assist options around. And when you click on when you tap on it, you can kind of see their character at a glance and see what weapons they have and decide to summon them or not. And they're just going to keep playing their game until it says you're being summoned into someone else's world. And so basically, you're just kind of listing yourself on a roster of available to help. <laughs> so this guy sits there. He's just got a jar, two katanas and no clothes on. <laughs> and, and he's ready to help but he, he named that character let me solo her <laughs> that's the name of his character so when you go to summon him it says like let sure. me solo her and then it's just got a naked dude with a jar on his head and he just does it for you right and people yeah. are like i gotta see this like i i'm gonna die again probably because this guy looks like an idiot but let me do it and all they do is they they log in they go through the they walk through the yellow fog and they just stand in the corner and he solos her and yeah. he just destroys her every time so that's crazy. Doesn't I, it scale it up too because he's joining? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's something. <laughs> I think it's amazing. I think it's really funny. Yeah, but, that's um, that's something. Those those are the kind of things in these games that are pretty unique. Not every game is going to have something like that. But um, oh my gosh, yeah, it's pretty great. Uh, I'm that's I'm loving that game. So, but in in addition to th- wondering, what about Dark Souls? I don't think so. Maybe like I could see Derek convincing me. You know, maybe not Dark Souls one, but try Dark Souls three. I could see him maybe convincing me to give that one another roll at some point. Um, mm-hmm. But in general, I think I just like I think it's just Elden Ring. I don't think I have to like every Zelda game because I like Breath of the Wild. I don't think I have to like every FromSoft game because I'm absolutely enamored with uh, with Elden Ring. You know what I mean? So, yeah. but I'm trying a few of I'm them. I'm definitely not going to like every Final Fantasy game because I like Seven Remake. I'll tell you that. <laughs> see, man, you Suck should, it. but not me. Uh, so 15 I tried, sucks. I want you to play the original Final Fantasy. <laughs> I tried Blasphemous. I have that on my Switch. I got it on sale for like six bucks at one point. That's uh, a fun game. Thought I'd give it a try. I never played it before. It is a Souls like. It's just not as punishing. Um, yeah. Like when you die, you kind of keep most of your resources to upgrade, but you lose. I forget, you lose like the effectiveness of something for a while. I forget exactly what it is, but um, maybe you don't collect as many of the resources for a little while. But Anyway, it's very similar. It's a side-scrolling Souls game, is basically what it is. Mm. Um, and it's I played it on fun. Switch la- last year or two years ago, whenever it came out. Yeah. Uh, for a little bit, I, that was a diddle for me as well. As well, so it, yeah, it wasn't like anything more than two hours. Uh, but that was a fu- I, that's a fun game. Same, same here. About about two hours total, maybe in a couple of play sessions. Beat a couple of bosses, died a few times. Got a feeling for the movement and exploration. It's got Metroidvania vibes for sure. So it's not just the Souls like. It's also a kind of Castlevania esque in a lot of ways. And so, um, but it's good if you like those kind of games. If you see it on sale, it might still be on sale right now. Um, go grab it. It's I think it's I think it's good if you like those kind of games. Very much a faster and more agile type gameplay compared to a Souls game. Yeah. Um, for the most part. I also fired up Chinatown Detective Agency since that's on Game Pass. And we sure. you know, we saw that in the ID at Xbox presentation. So I thought, let me give this. Oh, one that's a why shot. this sounds familiar. Okay. Yeah. And so you know, a little bit of vibes from that game Backbone that I played last summer in terms yeah. of like kind of side scrolling, kind of pixel art, yet still modern looking in some ways. 
Um, and it's it's just a point and click adventure, dialogue based adventure with some puzzles that they mix in throughout. And uh, it's already uninstalled. It's not very good. <laughs> Dang. And it's uninstalled. <laughs> no, no, I shouldn't say it's not very good. It's just not my thing. I was just like, I'm not into this. I, and I really did try. I like tried to follow the story, but like the opening dialogue, the opening narration was like really boring and and annoying. But I wanted to know what the storyline was because the whole thing is a story based game. So I got to know what yeah. the story is. So I'm trying to understand the setting. It just seems like a pretty standard. 20 years in the future, AI is starting to blah, blah, blah. Like, it just kind of has that vibe to it. And and you're a former cop who's not a private eye. And everyone's voice acted, but not super well. You know, so it's... <laughs> <laughs> the future, you know. If you want to play things. something that's almost like um like cyberpunk-esque, Tim, that's like uh, indie, that I haven't played too much of it, but just the vibes of it is fantastic. That, uh, uh was it Anno Mutationum? I like, oh, I don't okay. see anybody talking about that it, but like, good. It, it, the combat is just kind of like side scrolling, like, um, left to right with like a sword and kind of like, she has a gun too. Okay. Um, it's like upgrades and stuff, but it's, it's, it's basically like, uh, like, um, like 16 bit cyberpunk. Okay. Like that's All basically right. what it is. Um, yeah, I like the vibes out. of that one visually. Like that's, yeah. that's what made me go, Oh, I got to put that on the list and I haven't gotten it yet, but, but yep. yeah, yeah. it does look good. I've I only played like about an like hour of setting. it. Yeah, I only played about an hour of it. I want to put like a let's play up on our thing. I just, I w- again, I've been focusing on Chrono Cross. Um, sure. But it's, sure. um, it's, it definitely has really excellent vibes. I, I think the combat, if you're just into that in general, it, it works. Uh, I, I, again, I just haven't gotten like more upgrades and stuff, so I don't know how it escalates. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's very cool and it's very, very good. Um, like the art is just very good. Yeah. I did try another I, I get one. That from the this screenshots. was actually a yeah. few months ago. I tried that one called Dex. I had seen it on sale a bunch. I found it great. Dex, it's okay. another kind of cyberpunk side scrolling esque game. It's okay. It's all right. Mm-hmm. There's a lot there's a lot of options out there these days. It's crazy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um even that one that I know is gonna mostly go untalked about until it hits consoles is game deck. I'll still talk about ah, that. Sure. If it ever comes to console, it's very much cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, except there's no combat to speak of. It's all like yeah. mystery and exploration and and uh, detective work you know yeah yeah anyway uh the other one i'm playing is also on no this wasn't on uh, game pass this is on epics free games it's, it'll be free until thursday morning so if you want to go try this one out it's called insurmountable oh. uh, i think it came i think it came out last year um not really a kind of game that a lot of people would would normally gravitate to and play but it's free you're probably going to try it so if you've got an epic account at least go add it to your account whether or not you play on pc Anyway, so this game, it kind of plays like a, it's almost turn-based, although it's really just you moving around what is essentially a hexagon grid-based, it looks a little like a tabletop board game, sort of. Hmm. If you if you look at the screenshots, you'll see what I mean. Like, everything's, it's very hex-based, and then so you'll have some that are really raised, some that are lower, some that are grouped together. Some of them have, like, rubble on top, which means you could get injured if you try to travel over that one. So a little bit like a game board approach. Interesting. And the idea is you start at the very first one. You've got a couple of statistics. You've got your oxygen, which starts to deplete when you get to a certain elevation. There's always a little elevation counter as you get higher. And then once that once you get too high, that oxygen meter starts to go down. And so you have to use oxygen tanks to keep that up. Energy meter, uh, temperature, and then sanity based on like how scared you are, all that kind of stuff. So, hmm. But anyway, it's the idea is to get to the top. Like the whole idea is to get to the summit and then they'll give you a, uh, a mission after that, which, which is the one that I'm on right now. Um, but yeah, there's lots of places to stop along the way. There's items to discover. There's characters and animals that you'll encounter. And, and a little bit 
Do you guys ever read those books back in the day, the Choose Your Own Adventure books? Yeah, yeah. Where it's like, if you open the door, turn to page 22. If you turn around, turn to page 9. <laughs> you, you ever done those before? Where yeah, like, yeah, yeah. A okay. long time ago. Obviously, it's got yeah. a little bit of that vibe to it where like it'll describe a scenario. Like Maybe you step on, and it'll warn you ahead of time, like, hey, crossing this one has this yellow um, exclamation point. That means there's a possibility to trigger an event. And then it'll the screen will turn red. It'll say like you see an av- a wave of snow coming down you down towards you. What do you do? You know, do you stay in still? Do you try to make a run for it? It gives you some options on how to deal with it. And you click on that, and it'll just tell you what happened. You know, oh, you broke your leg, and now you've got like way less energy, and your health went down, or whatever. Or maybe you've escaped. So it's it seems like it's very roll of the dice. If if an event will trigger, or if you'll escape from it based on your decisions. But it's it's interesting. I think it's an interesting kind of i think kyle would use this word palette cleanser to Mm. kind of play something a little different and it's turn-based in a way like you can carefully plan out where you want to go next all time freezes just kind of stand still while you decide where to go and then you click to go and then time will start to go on you can activate all kinds of special abilities to either slow down or speed up time when you travel to use less energy you know you can find new equipment like snowshoes or grapple hooks to make climbing take less energy away are you just one person going up the mountain? Or? Just one person, yep. Mm. I was going to say, this almost sort of, like, in a weird way, sounds like Oregon Trail. <laughs> there's, I mean, there's a elements of that. There's elements of Choose Your Own Adventure, elements of Oregon yeah. Trail, elements of being a board game where you're just trying yeah. to get from one side to the other and avoid all the traps along the way, but gather. There's always, always going to be these little points of interest and treasure chests and caves that you'll see little icons hovering over, and it's tempting to kind of go off the trail and go see what's there. Mm-hmm. And you know, maybe it'll have the oxygen tank you need, or maybe it's going to have a bear that you now have to figure out, what do I do if it attacks me? So anyway, not an action game at all. Very much like choose your response to something and see how it plays out and then choose the next location on this board, essentially, to travel. Mm-hmm. So I think it's it's interesting. It's an interesting little game. Um, so that's the other one that I played a little bit. I'm trying, I'm doing my best to not stay so focused on one game, you know, and so... Mm. Uh, those are some of the other ones that I played. It's it's going to be tough, though, because I looked at the release schedule. It's going to be a while until there's something that comes out that I... Right. Well, yeah. it's like, drop everything and play That's this. That's why I want to do all these, like, kind of smaller ones before I get back into Elden Ring, because I know I still have probably a, a decent amount of the way to yeah. go. I, I honestly don't know. So. Yeah. <laughs> By I the way... Have, ahead, uh, I didn't realize that the Ultra Deluxe Edition of Stanley Parable was coming out this month. So that's going to be my focus when that comes out. Granted, that's going to be like two, three hours, and I'll be like, hey, guys, it's really good. Like, I mean, it's (laughs) going to be a short game. But uh, actually, it is how long you make it. It's how long you make it. It's it's a loop game, so you just do it over and over again. Um, Which one is that one again? There's going to be more content. It's uh, how they're going to play it on PC. I'm not sure. I think the Ultra Deluxe is going to be designed for next-gen consoles, too. I think it's going to be released there, too. but you start as Stanley, and there's a narrator, and he's trying to walk you through your everyday life at work. Mm. And but but you have free reign of Stanley. It's a first-person game, so you can walk anywhere. And if you start walking off path, the narrator starts saying what you're doing. And if you walk too far off path, oh, he'll start chastising okay. you and stuff. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's uh, it's really funny and uh, just a wacky ass game. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, for this that. looks familiar. Comes out you like a couple days before Nintendo uh, uh, Switch Sports, I think. Mm. You know what game I need to play? I just heard it talked about on 
the Nate Land podcast, which is another one of my favorite podcasts with Nate Bargetsy. Love that um, guy. Uh, he, I just love his sarcastic delivery, man, and his kind of just yeah. southern his southern twang that's not super twangy. I don't know. There's something about him. I just I love. His it's that Tennessee southern accent, which isn't really that southern. Yes, me. but it's still yeah. enough. I don't know. There's something about him. He's self-deprecating, but on his podcast, he just reams his comedy buddies, and it's hilarious. I love it. Like he does <laughs> not let them slide on anything, you know, and making fun of where their careers are, even though you can tell it's done in love. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. it's it's really funny. Anyway. They mentioned this on the show. Oh, there it is. It's a free game. I got to download this. It's on Steam right now. It's free. It's called Aperture Desk Job. Mm. Oh, yes. I downloaded that, too. I still haven't played it yet. I think it's just an hour long, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, I've heard I've heard it. you should really play it. Like, it's one of those type of weird Stanley Parable-esque uh, and it's, he's games. he's the And he's the AI that's talking, in addition to some other characters. But it's Nate Bargatze's voice. Oh, that's uh. funny. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> so that's why he was, okay. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, I got to I got to check that one out. All right. Yeah, I definitely downloaded it. Just haven't. Uh, there's not even a diddle for that one. It's like 45 minutes to an hour and you're done. And it's a free download. I just need to download yeah. it and just make that my kind of evening. I, is that did they make that out of like a Half-Life mod or something, if I'm not mistaken? They might have. I mean, it's it's a it's a spinoff of Portal. So if you ever played Portal, Portal. Game, you know, that's Aper- what it is. Portal. Aperture is the name of the company yeah. that GLaDOS has kind of been built from and Wheatley in the second game. It also does apparently have J.K. Um, Simmons. Who, oh wow! Oh, he really? did. He does the, one of the voices in Portal Two, and he's freaking hilarious. Oh, what's his name? Maybe he's a like, bug flew in my ear. He's Sorry, like one yes. of. That was good. He's like he's like one of the he's like one of the. <laughs> Whiplash boss. is like one of my favorite movies. Dude, <laughs> I've never seen so that movie. Amazing. I always just seen clips. I'm like, holy shit! He's such a douche in that movie. Oh my First god! Terrell, let me see if you got it because you're cute. Yep, you're cute. <laughs> such a terrible human being in that he's movie. so awful it's so i've heard though. i haven't seen yeah. it either you gotta watch that it's dude and it's one of the best movie endings i've ever seen in my life it is just electric I is it as good as cheaper by the dozen though is it as good as cheaper by the dozen yeah it's about the same think plot, about it right? yeah yeah i mean think there. about it same as the plot same plot same, same plot. plot same plot just more right. drums well, something I wanted to uh, something I wanted to start over the next couple of months is called the Backlog Hall of Shame. Oh, it's shit. something that uh, my buddy Jake, buddies Jake and Paul on there. Not Jake Paul, but Jake. And <laughs> Thank God. It's too Paul. Jake Paul. Thank God you're not uh, friends with Jake Paul. I'm not friends with Jake Paul. Uh, <laughs> I quit. I quit, guys. But uh, anyway, Jake and Paul, they have this uh, pop culture with fanboy know-it-all podcast that I like listening to. I've been on there a few times, too. But anyway, it's it. I like their conversations. One of the things I do is the Backlog Hall of Shame, and they mostly talk about movies, sometimes TV shows. But a lot of times it's kind of that embarrassing movie that you know you should have seen as a movie fan, but you haven't. And so they go through that. And sometimes they'll make each other like, here's my list. You pick out which one I'm going to. Can I explain something that I've been doing the past three years annually? Oh, uh, sure. So I have been making a list for myself of 10 movies to watch each year. And they're movies that I know I normally don't go out of my way to watch, but they've been recommended to me non- nonstop. Like, awards movies or movies that like the afi say is like one of the best movies ever like black and white movies that i'm just like i'm not attracted to those movies like at all but i feel like i should see some charlie chaplin or something so i make uh, i've been doing it last like last three years i already have a list for this year and stuff so i love this i love this i'm all on board can you give me an example of what i'm curious now what's something oh yeah Uh, let me pull up my letterbox because i keep track of it on there by the way when you said black and white movies that reminded me of 
what was that one? It came out it was a silent movie, but it was made in modern day. What was that one? Uh, the artist. The artist. Thank you. That's a I great loved, movie. I loved that movie. Yeah, dude. People got like got really angry about that movie winning best so picture, good. and I'm like, guys, so good. Watch that it. movie actually rules. <laughs> Um, so, so last good. year I watched uh, Intouchables, uh, Ben oh, okay. Hur. That's when I watched Ben Hur. I ben talked Hur, to you guys about okay. Ben Hur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Cinema Paradiso, Manchurian Candidate, the original. Um, Pianist, uh, In the Name of the Father, City Lights, The Life of Brian, uh, My Neighbor Totoro. Is that how you say it? Oh, yeah. And Stagecoach. Uh, so those movies... talking about the Ghibli movie? Yeah, yeah. Exactly, to- right? Totoro. Yeah, I make sure to include like a Ghibli movie or anime Totoro's movie. A good I one. Seen yet. Dude, Totoro. Uh, uh, that's a really that's a good one. Um, it's you could pretty my, much it's not one of my favorites. Like, uh, I don't know. Uh, that one's no, pretty it's... good. But have you um Princess Mononoke? Have you Princess watched that Mononoke. one? Not yet. That's the one. Oh, that's that good. that's the one that I. No think... wait, no wait. Yeah, that I want to have. I'm sorry. Okay. That, is that the one with the? She got like war paint on and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Which one? Yeah, I've seen that. That's, That's a good movie. Okay. Okay. That's really that one's good. good. You know, the other one, uh, I know Studio Ghibli has like the ones that are their big name movies, you know, Castle of the Wind and uh, Spirited Away, right, was yeah. one of them. Those I but haven't the, seen. The one that most, I mean, I think Totoro, Totoro was somewhat Totoro? popular. Yeah. Totoro, how do you say it? But then the one that I found to be actually really good, maybe my memory is I'm just hoping skewed. it's the one that I'm thinking. It was Nausicaa, Valley of the Wind. That oh, I thought, okay, that one, I haven't actually seen that one. That one was really good. Was I it? thought it was okay. really, really good. That one I'm yeah, missing. I still have to see Castle in the Sky, Kiki's Delivery Service, Howl's Moving Castle, Ponyo. Howl's Moving Castle is actually Orco Rosso, uh, Tale of Princess uh, Kagaya, Kagaya. That one I don't. I haven't seen that one. Uh, Tale of the Princess newer... Kagaya is one of the highest rated ones on Letterboxd. Is it? Like, okay. I keep stumbling upon that Some one. of those newer ones just have, just don't look interesting to me. Um, especially I, that I like CG one they just ones, did. That looks the better. And yeah, no, I skipped that. That looked. Terrible. I forget what I called it, but yeah, Howl's Moving Castle was what I meant. That Howl's Moving Castle. Better, was excellent. Uh, yeah. The better anime ones that have been coming out lately are not by Studio Ghibli. It's like Your Name or uh, The oh, Weathering right, right, right. or yeah. something like that. Like, yeah. basically, that's the same filmmaker I think that did both of those, and and those movies are just yeah, yeah, they're still great. great. All right, so, so it, it's easy to get distracted because there's so many movies and shows we should watch. <laughs> yes, yeah. But what I want to do, and we don't have to come up with a list tonight because I'm, we were going to play a game, but it's going to be better if there's at least three of you guys to pick the answer. So I'm skipping the game. We'll do that a different week. Um, instead, I want us to, and we'll start this next week. We're all going to bring our backlog Hall of Shame list. So bring up a list of, let's say, five games from any point in time in the past that you know, like, all right, everyone talks about this. I just never played it. And it doesn't mean you're going to commit to playing the entire game. So don't feel like if you pick a long game, you're going to be stuck with it. But I think we should we should agree to some amount of time. Like, all right, if if this game is selected for you, and I'll tell you how it's selected in a second, if this game is selected for you, then you have to at least put in X number of hours with this game. You don't have to play beyond that if you don't want, but you have to put in X number of hours. So maybe we say it's two maybe we say it's four whatever it is to kind of get a good feeling for the game to decide and it's it's a way to kind of knock some of these off the list to say at least i tried it i played it for a little bit yeah and i i, I a little more than a diddle you know give it give yeah it, that's the thing it. with the games that i haven't really played i've probably diddled most of the games that i want to put on my hall of uh, shame list that's um, fine you could do that but, but uh when i tell you the games that i haven't beaten you'll be like what the hell man like <laughs> <laughs> now you could, for yourself, make your own rule like, all right, if this one's picked for me, that means I'm going to have to play this one and beat it. So what I thought we could do is we'll bring our lists next episode, 
And then the other host, whoever is actually able to be on the show next week, select for you which one of your list you have to start playing. And so that's how. So we'll, we'll read off our list. Here's games that I, at the very least, played a tiny bit or haven't played at all. But if you've played it, if it's one of those games that you put in 40 hours but never finished, that one doesn't count. Okay. Like you, that's fair. You've played that game. Yeah, I'm trying to rack my brain too. I'm usually very good about finishing games. So. Yeah. But I'm a pro so, gamer. So. How did you right. feel about GTA Five? I, I liked it a lot, but I played it when it released, beat, so it's been years it? ago. Did you yeah. beat it? Yeah. Is, which one did you not beat? Was it four? Oh, I never beat yes. four. Oh, four is the one I gave you crap yeah. for. Okay, got well, it. Well, because, like, yeah, because the freaking tires are made out of slippery <laughs> oil, like, just an oiled woman. You're just, just driving have ice problem. that whole game. I don't know, ice game. I don't understand. I, Maybe I don't play like better that. on PC, I'm just saying. <laughs> All right, so so next week. So start thinking of that this week. We'll We'll come back with our backlog so if you were to think of like a huge games that i would think of, of as being on my backlog we'll bring those next week and then we will select for each other our assignments tim trying to give us homework here thanks dad that's that's <laughs> right that's right oh oh let me go through real quick okay the movies i have for this year i already have it your backlog movies for yes. this year for this year i have uh blue is the warmest color that's the lesbian scissoring movie uh god damn it jeff <laughs> i heard it was great though i'm gonna be honest <laughs> sounds like it's just a Sounds like it's just a porn that you're watching. Like, uh, why are you telling God, us about this? But it's got Leia. Talking about Showgirls or whatever we were talking about earlier? Okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, Gandhi, Gandhi's another one. Uh, the Gold Rush. Hoop Dreams, or who was a great documentary. Uh, M, which is a really, really old German like expression, whatever the hell it's called. Uh, black and white movie. Nashville. Notting Hill, just because I like to put a rom-com in there. Notting Hill. Uh, Spirited Away, The Third Man, which I think is an Orson Welles movie. And uh, the Wild Bunch. I try. I tend to include a western as well. There you go. So again, these are movies that are like I'm not that pumped to see these movies, but like Spirit I hear the way you'll probably like that one's a good. I one. bet. I bet yeah. I will. Spirited uh, Away is like artistically way. insanely creative. Really well done. Yeah. I mean, Ghibli is. You know. Yep. Yeah. yeah, that's that's one of their top notch ones for a reason. It's really good. Cool. Um, when you mentioned westerns, the first one that came to mind for me was Three Ten to Yuma. I love that movie. Like the newer one. The new one, yeah. The new one's amazing. Yeah, Christian Bale and uh, Russell Crowe. I mean, they're just so good in that movie. All right. Ben Foster is the... Ben Foster. Uh, ben Foster playing any role, pretty much. He just nails it, dude. He's yeah. just so good as the unhinged uh, henchman. Yep. Yep, he's really good. All right. And uh, so we'll, we'll start with that next week. I'll, I'll make sure to remind Kyle and Derek, too, in case they're able to join us for that. And we will uh, we'll start that journey of erasing something from our shame. <laughs> we'll work on that all right Racing let's wrap things. things up with headlines from this week there's a couple of things that i think are worth throwing out there i, I double checked before we recorded to see if there's anything else i think i got most of the big ones from this week but let me know if there's something that you think i'm missing um i thought this was interesting i saw this a couple different places that both sony and nintendo are, have been in the recent past trying to address um some of the issues around people who are subscribed but are no longer active right um, so they're trying to address that. Nintendo does that on the front end, where they're they're no longer making automatic renewal the default. You have to actually go yeah. in and activate that yourself. It used to be the default. So a it sneaky just, thing to do. It is very sneaky. I actually do think there's some kind of regulation organization that yes. kind of was investigating. There, there, well, there was a court. Right? There was a court ruling in the UK. Right. Yeah. yeah. So so that's part of that. And then Sony's, I think I like even more. The idea is they're going to alert subscribers once they're inactive for a certain amount of time on how to cancel. Like, it's basically, we've noticed you're inactive. Here's how you can cancel and 
you know, but so I like that too. I think they could go a step further and say, if you're inactive for X number of time, we'll actually pause your account yeah. <laughs> and not charge you anymore. Yeah. Um, Cause what if you don't, what if that's an old email and I don't know. I, I wish, like I wish they the could step, make this but... rolling for gyms. Cause like, <laughs> I know I had the hoops I had to jump through to cancel my gym membership a long time ago. Yeah. That's when, always like, such I like hadn't a... checked in in eight months. You're telling me I have to like sign this thing, <laughs> mail it to somewhere in California and, so stupid, dude. That's yep. always such like a go-to in like sitcoms. Like, oh, yeah. gotta go cancel the, my membership at the gym, and then they just the character ends up not canceling. And yep, like in Friends, I think it happened in Friends. Uh, Seinfeld, it happened. Like it was pretty common in the '90s, apparently. It's yeah. still, it's still to this day one of the hardest things to cancel. <laughs> yeah, in your you either life. have to go in in person, and you're gonna talk to some kind of salesperson who's gonna pressure you a lot. Or you have to do essentially like filing your taxes by mail is what it feels like. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, that's what I had to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was actually a whole running segment about that on Nate Bargatze's podcast, Nate Land, where one of the buddies, one of his friends on there is talking about how he has a gym membership. He used it the first day that he got it and hasn't used it since. And it's been <laughs> years. And they were calculating like how much money he's wasted. And so like it's, it's so like, much money, dude. In, they're so they expensive. Checked in with, with him week after week. Like, did you cancel? You're like, oh no, I haven't done it yet, but I'm gonna. And they're like, when? When are you? That's <laughs> so funny. It's pretty oh, good. Oh man, yeah, I, I canceled on it on one of the episodes. They I, actually have him call to ask about canceling and trying to make it sound like I'm just not comfortable coming in because of COVID. And she's like, that's no problem. All you have to do is mail in a thing that's signed. Blah blah blah. blah. And he's like, oh, so you can't just do it right now on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> It's pretty good. You have to jump through a lot of hoops. Uh, I canceled it mainly because my apartment complex has one, mm. like right there. So well, that, uh, that makes sense. So. Yeah, it didn't make sense to keep paying like 30 something a month or whatever it was. Uh, makes sense. I got you. Plus an annual fee. Well, yes. if you still are looking for new gaming experiences, especially on a Switch, you've got two really good ones that just dropped two ports of two pretty, I, I believe, to be pretty excellent games. I didn't finish either of them, but I played. I would say a chunky slice of both. The first one was 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim, which is a really cool, very story-centric, but also with some strategy tactics. I actually didn't like the combat as much. It's not bad. Right. It's just not my favorite. But boy, the artwork and the story is super interesting. And the premise... It's vanillaware. So. The, the premise is very interesting. And I just... I that think sounds like a derogatory term about... Like what? if vanilla vanillaware, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a that's uh, the studio. Uh, vanillaware, vanillaware, <laughs> a step above shovelware. The I would last. love it if a company called themselves shovelware. I would, lo- I would Sho- love all to attain. Shovel Knight, the Shovel Knight dude should just call themselves. They so. should. That'd be amazing. I own it. Uh, so, Thirteen Sentinels is on the Switch now. It is full price, so maybe give it a give it a little bit till it goes on sale inevitably at some point. Sixty bucks is a lot for a game that's been out for a long time on the PS4. So. But I do think it's worth it. If you want that kind of game, go grab it or get it on sale. And Nobody Saves the World, which I thought was a pretty fun little Game Pass. Yeah. Um, That's fun. Some people like it's it good way for Switch. People, some people like it way more than others. I do think that the variety of gameplay that starts to unfold as you un- unlock all the different forms. There's so many forms that you can start to unlock. It actually does get really fun and creative, but it's not going to be for everybody. But if you yeah. kind of like the a little bit of Zelda style fighting, a little bit of, I guess there's elements of kind of Castle Crashers if it were an overhead isometric. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's it's a little bit of that action arcade while putting in some elements of strategy to it. Um, I like it. I thought it was pretty fun and the artwork's really good on that one too. Very creative. I very, agree. very silly. Uh, silly. Yeah. Those, are, those are two pretty good ones that just dropped on the Switch and the Switch is also getting uh, Switch Sports 
here in a couple of weeks. Sports. Yeah, buddy. So I'm gonna oh. sweat so much. So <laughs> sweating, much. Sweating all over the place. It's gonna be so much sweating just from doing this with my hand for bowling or whatever. Doing what? Okay. Uh <laughs> all right. That's in fair. all the directions. Everywhere. I did I did read a first impression. I forget which website it was, but there was first impressions of soccer, apparently. Their version is surprisingly mm. I don't know if that's true, but we'll see. We'll see if that's if that's true. I I'm, I'll believe it when I play it. I think stuff like tennis HD and rumble, tennis and bowling are going to be my go tos. Um, yeah. But yeah, bowling for sure for me. And bowling. anything if there's going to be baseball, I'll probably do something. The baseball one is fun, right? The home run yeah. derby or whatever. That's yeah, awesome. yeah. Um. All right. And then kind of in more general news, I couldn't find anything from Microsoft specifically. Um. But Kingdom Hearts four. Was announced, uh, Timothy. I, I'll t- I'll take over here as the as the weeb of the three of us. I'll uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll take over. Uh, yeah, so yeah, right. last last weekend there was a uh, 20th anniversary Kingdom Hearts 20th anniversary event in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, people I think were able to go there, or maybe it was just press. I don't know. And they had all sorts of like stuff you can look at. You know the the history of Kingdom Hearts and blah 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 and like figures and statues. It looked really cool. It looked like there was actually some really cool stuff there, especially if you're into the series. Um, but there were three announcements. One's one particular one, which is the main one that we all care about. Um, but well, actually, fans care about all of them because fans just love more and more convoluted lore being slapped onto this series. Because <laughs> why the hell not? Um, so we get we're getting two more mobile things. Um, we're getting a continuation of the Kingdom Hearts mobile game that's been going on. That was a cross union, I think. But then like the name has changed with like each like chapter of story that they sort of unlock and this is the uh the final chapter which is called uh dark road so that's gonna sort of conclude the story uh, uh storyline that's been going on in kingdom hearts union which is the mobile game oh uh, yes that explains why i've never heard of it all right yes exactly <laughs> um attention to mobile games. <laughs> well th- this is gonna this is gonna culminate to me just expressing something about the main announcement that they made um that's coming out i think in august Okay. If this if this article is correct, unless it got delayed or anything, um, but it's saying August. And then the other thing is Kingdom Hearts. Uh, was it Missing Link, which is another mobile game that looks a little bit more like um, the actual regular game, like 3D perspective camera behind you. You're doing action stuff, but like there's almost like it looks like there's cards involved, too. So it almost looks like it's a combination of like. Like, think Kingdom Hearts 3, but, like, uh, what was a Chain of Memories, which was the Game Boy Advance one. They yeah. Had a deck of cards. But then they also made, like, the PS2 version when they ported it where you could run around. So I think it almost sort of kind of looks like like an updated version of that. Okay. Um, And then the main announcement, Kingdom Hearts 4, getting an actual sequel to 3. Um, And there was a trailer... It was using the Unreal Engine 4, but they have said since that they will be upgrading it to Unreal Engine 5, um, which, I mean, this trailer already looked damn impressive. So. It looked good. <laughs> it did. Um, in Unreal Engine 5, it's going to melt your face. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so Mickey's going to be even more serious in the next Yeah, one. he's going to be very serious. Oh! So, you don't want to mess with me! <laughs> Oh, or I guess he's Japanese. He'd be like, oh, 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 o
that it's there. Those guys, oh, those Lord. two particular voice actors are great though, because oh, it sounds Lord, like <laughs> it sounds like Donald and Goofy Boot speaking Japanese. Like it does. They they do a very good job. Uh, oh, man. Um, yeah. Here here's my issue with with this. So Kingdom Hearts four. Yeah. So Sora's in it. So for anyone that played three, it's like, oh, so we are getting more Sora. Because at the ending of three kind of makes you think, well, maybe Sora's not going to be involved in the future of the series. Well, that's wrong because here he is. Um, this it's a, So the storyline is called the La- Lost Master Arc. So, I mean, so do, you, do you guys care about spoilers at all? Not really, because yeah. I wouldn't understand it anyway. Dude, okay. I tried to understand the lore of this, and I played all of three I still could not even give you a summary of well, what it's about. Tim, you remember leading up to three, I replayed all of them, right? You did. And yeah. I actually was like, I was like holding on, like I was understanding a lot of it, actually. It was making sense up until the DS one, the 3DS one, sorry. And I was like, all right, now you're throwing in some stuff that I'm I'm lost. I'm officially lost. That's the, is that the melody? What? No. Which one was no, that that's one? the, um, shoot, that's the, I forget what the 3DS one is called. Okay. Um but it, it's the one where they incorporate the little creatures that were super colorful. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget what those guys were called, too. Because, again, there's just so many characters and names uh-huh. and things. So, in four... It, basic, so, basically, spoilers. Uh, Sora is dead. And the city that he's in is basically where you go when you die in the world of Kingdom Hearts, apparently. Um, which it felt bas- very heaven-like. In yeah, well, trailer, so. coincidentally, it, it basically looks like a ja- it looks like Shibuya. It's it's a like Japanese city. And then people are making all these comparisons of like. So when you look at like some of the um, CG cutscenes and stuff from three and some of the DLC and like all the secret stuff, this is basically Final Fantasy versus 13 being real re-realized through the universe of Kingdom Hearts because versus 13 never came into existence. Obviously, we all know it became Final Fantasy 15. Right. Um, so the character Noctis, when you're comparing it to stuff that you see in the Kingdom Hearts three and stuff, it, it, there's a character called Yozora that like he's in a there's a scene where he's like in a limo in like a car and he's being like driven. And it's literally like shot for it's literally the same as the versus 13 footage from all those years ago. Mm. So it's it's basically almost like Nomura is getting like his like revenge against the execs of Square being like, well, I'm just going to make versus 13 a different way. I'm going to put it through my Kingdom Hearts series. So suck it because I'm just going to do it this way. Um, but the issue also for me is like a lot of the lore that they're going to sort of be feeding into this fourth game comes from the mobile game. So if you didn't play the mobile game, which well. I mean, no offense to anybody that likes mobile games. I don't give a shit about mobile games. Yeah. I even tried playing the mobile game for a little while. I actually played it for probably a few weeks. And then I was just like, I'm I'm done. I don't care. I just don't. But this has been going on for years now. So there's all this story, all these characters that have been introduced that are going to be incorporated into like this sort of new chapter. And it's like, I'm going to have. That's like, so cruel. In the trailer, there's a redheaded girl. <laughs> That when I was on Twitter, people were like, oh, my God, I'm crying. I can't believe they put Streletsia in there. And I'm like, who the frick is Streletsia? Like, I have <laughs> no clue who this chick is because I didn't play the mobile. G- and it's like, it's just not fair, I think, to people that yeah. just don't play mobile games. You want to this series has just been so all over the map of the platforms that it's been on. Yeah. And, and cool, they made a combo collection of all the games that you could play on PS4 and Xbox One. And that was great. And then you can stream some on the Switch. Yeah, yeah, well, exactly. 
exactly. Um, and the very reliable cloud. So, I mean, unless they take, like, the lore of this mobile game and somehow maybe they make it, like, a, a movie or, like, a mini, like, that would be really cool. Because yeah. um, I, I don't see them having the resources to make it into a console game that you could experience and then play for. I don't think they're going to do I that. I agree. The story is so reliant on you understanding a lot yes. ahead of time. Yep. But like, but hardcore fans are gonna like give you shit and be like, "Well, then you, you, it sucks to be you. You play the mobile game." And it's like, "But I don't want to because it's not fun. It's a card-based battle system. It's not fun. The 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 um the look of it is cartoony and it's fine. I don't actually mind it whatsoever. But yeah. like playing it is not fun. It feels like a mobile game. You you go into an area, you do some stuff, and then you go into a screen that has all these freaking menus and different currencies and so on and yeah. so forth. It's like." And it's like, I don't want to do it. I just don't want to do it. Give me the story in an easily digestible way because I do enjoy the story or at least trying to figure out the story. But like, it's just not available in that way right now. You have to play the mobile game if you want to get the most out of this fourth game that's going to be coming out, it seems. And to me, that seems a little unfair. That's all. So, but you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. That's how they're doing it. So, yeah. You know. But well, more I, importantly, what year do you think this game is going to come out? <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, here comes the what years. I don't um So, I mean, oh my God, dude. we're going to get Final Fantasy 16. We're going to get uh, 7 Remake, Remake Part two. 2. And then we'll get this. Okay. So, I'm okay. thinking 2025, 24. Six, 7, 8, 9, 10. 24, 25. I'm thinking 24, 20. No, because Kingdom Hearts. So I'm King- thinking 30, 10. The, 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 when, <laughs> it's a when thousand shoot, years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, think about it. Kingdom Hearts 3 came out. We're like, on 2019. Mars. No. 2019. So, I mean, and we're getting already, like, some kind of stuff about a sequel. So, I mean, yeah, it's going to obviously still take years to make. But um, it seems like they're because they're using Unreal Engine. And Unreal Engine is definitely more manageable yeah. to make yeah. games for. So, because yeah. as, as far as open world games, yeah, apparently that's the buzz, the buzzword yeah. uh, for Unreal 5. And I, I think that's why they were actually able to sort of streamline the um the production of 3 and actually get it out, like, kind of within the reasonable amount of time that they wanted to. It didn't get prolonged further along than it should have um, if they used, you know, one of their, like, Luminous Engine, for example. But, um yeah, I mean, it's definitely going to take a while, I'm sure. Cause it's still an exciting announcement. I know it's, uh yeah, those of us that were watching, you know, understood that this is a very very early announcement yes and it's probably going to be at least five six years before we um, see the game and are able to play it and for you star wars nerds there's a shot it shows so there's this there's a like a few second moment in the trailer a few seconds where you're in a forest that looks like endor and apparently you see in the corner for like two seconds an at was it atst yeah because i know what the at ats are but i don't know what an atst is it looks like the foot of an ATST, so people are freaking mm. out. They're like, "That's clearly Star Wars. Like this, this is Star- this is Endor. This is Star Wars. They're gonna do Star Wars." So huh. then go. it's like, "Oh, are they gonna do Marvel? Are they gonna do?" So it's like, you know, it's gonna be cool to see. If it's what- all with co- in cooperation with Disney, I I can't imagine them not using. Well, they didn't do it in three. All though, the properties. So they didn't do it in three. But- maybe because it was too far in de- development. When maybe I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I mean, Lucasfilm became part of uh, Lucas Studios, whatever they call it, became part of Disney and uh, Marvel too. I don't, I don't know. I mean, most know. of the franchises they've included up until, 
I remember feeling like, oh, it's mostly just Disney and cartoons. I was like, no, Pirates of the Pirates, Caribbean played right. a really big role. And that Tron. was a live action, and Tron was in there. So yeah. there, it wouldn't be that out of the norm. You yeah. Know? Um, sorry if I offended any Kingdom Hearts fans, but I think it's a little BS, the whole relying on so much separate different platforms, you, you know? Just please try to stream. You streamlined all of these these older games on a collection. They should try to find a way for this prequel mobile game to to have some sort of put it in a form at least put it on the switch man like it's it feels like yeah. you should be able to port something that small to the switch for like 15 bucks a pop or but whatever. i think the like, design of it is like it, it what it is is like it is a mobile game the the design of it so vertical, I, I like you have to you have to hold it like this no i think you do horror i i just i guess i just mean sort of like again like the typical like oh well like now a timer is going down until you can do more of this thing. But hey, if you pay real money, then you can do the thing sooner. Oh. Like that sort of stuff. Ugh. You know what I mean? Like the, just the typical mobile BS that, you know, that sort of stuff. But um, I don't know. I just I for me, it's like I think if they could somehow figure out a way to make it like almost like an anime series, like make it like a like a series of multiple episodes of story Why not? That, that you could yeah. watch. And, you know, well, and when in doubt, there's always reliable youtube summaries out there oh some, for sure because i watched some of them some, do a pretty good job of that i watched so the last the last like ending of this mobile game which i thought was the official ending i actually had watched some of it because i saw the youtube like videos pop and i was like you know what let me watch this this seems interesting i was yeah. like oh this there does seem like there's some pretty there's cool stuff important happening. stuff yeah. yeah um but again like it was just me plopping into the middle of a story that had been going on for three four years you know so yep wild but yeah I agree. Yeah, that is definitely the biggest news of the week. Kingdom Hearts 4 officially announced. Um, if you are still playing Dying Light 2, or if you finished it and are kind of waiting to see what's next, by the end of this month, they're hoping to have a new Game Plus mode uh, added as an update. Um, so if nice. you want to go back through Dying Light 2 and New Game Plus, you should be able to do that here in the next couple of weeks. Also, Halo Infinite is launching Season 2 on May 3rd. It's called Lone Wolves. And it has a new trailer. You can go check that out. Some of the new content they're adding for season two. I listen. If you enjoy the multiplayer in Halo, that's awesome. I played it a little bit. I see how it's good. I'm just not interested in doing competitive multiplayer in most games. That includes yeah. even yeah. the Elden Ring. I've done some PvP in Elden Ring because there's one quest line in particular where I wanted an item, and mm. it forces you to invade a few different players in order to 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 progress that storyline. You're supposed to use yeah. these severed fingers to do that. Anyway fortunately it doesn't matter if you win or lose it's just if you successfully invade then it counts so i would go in there i get destroyed because it's always pvp people <laughs> who are like openly inviting invaders because they want sure. to battle and they're mm -hmm. totally like decked out with crazy gear ready to pvp and i'm rolling around like an idiot <laughs> like i don't know what to do <laughs> you don't have patterns, please let like, me kill you like the bosses do <laughs> um i just yeah i just don't like it uh anyway but some people do and that's great yeah Still, season two for halo infinite is coming out uh on may 3rd no more heroes 3 is no longer going to be a nintendo switch exclusive as of this fall it's going to hit playstation xbox and pc cool uh i didn't that's, see anything that's about, cool i didn't see anything about the others coming to those platforms which is too bad like it, i don't know if any of them are i guess i, I should do my research ahead of time are any of the no more heroes games on platforms outside of nintendo do you guys know i guess i could look that up i mean i think so i could be wrong I thought they announced uh, when they announced the first two 
for the Switch. That's why it was a big deal, because it wasn't out anywhere at that point. Yeah, so I think I think it just came out for the Wii and then it was re-released for the Switch. I mm. don't think they ever hit... Uh, let's see. <laughs> they came to Amazon Luna. Oh, yeah. I'm. You know, that's my main platform. <laughs> oh, it looks Absolutely. like it did come to... There was a PC version of the original that came out last year. Oh, okay. And Recent. then maybe, okay. maybe No More Heroes 2 as well, potentially. So, anyway. Absolutely. Um, but anyway, the third one is going to be across all platforms, which is cool. Good. I know these are very unique games. Yeah, the second one also last summer came out on, on PC. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, they did... The first two on Switch like two years ago, and then last year they did the first on two PC. on PC. That's and cool. And now three is coming to everything this fall. Nice. So there you go. Uh, special shout out to our buddy Kyle, who couldn't be here tonight, but he he does enjoy those games. All right. And wanted to close out with this one. I'm excited about this. Um, we've talked about it before. This Auden Chronicle. Yeah. It's called Auden Chronicle 100 Heroes is the full name of the original game that was crowdfunded on Kickstarter. Uh, just under two years ago, we've talked about this before, but it took three hours to hit its minimum goal. I mean, it just, it was, at, they did not expect this kind of success. So they started to just essentially make up milestones, you know, it, it benchmarks on their goals. And so, and one of the things they added was this idea of adding a companion game. Mm. And so they're like, all right, we'll do a companion game because they kept getting more and more money for this thing. So the companion game actually comes out in May comes yep. out next month it's going to be on all platforms including game pass which is pretty awesome so it's one of those games that i'm really glad i get to try first and if i like it as much as i assume that i will even though it's not a suikoden game this is a action right. side scrolling game uh if i like it a lot then i could see myself grabbing it on switch or something um but get to try it on game pass first which i am always a fan of that um yep. and then of course the main rpg the 100 heroes game is still listed as 2023 kind of that broad window of of 2023 that game is going to be much bigger it's again as a reminder that is the spiritual successor to the suikoden series it actually it's not just like fans of the game wanted to make a game like it it has this a story being handled by suikoden one and two writer uh, yoshitaka Mori- i'm gonna butcher these names Murayama. <laughs> Character designed by Junko Kawano, who did Soikoden 1 and 4, which both have really awesome character designs. And if you looked at any of the previews for this game, you can already see, like, it's a love letter to those games, 100%. Um, System design and direction, art direction and production, these are all from folks who were part of the Soikoden series and or were part of Castlevania. Um, So anyway, there's a whole bunch. The actual people had their hands in the original, which, I mean, again, Konami, stupid Konami, just not doing anything with these um, franchises that they own, you know? Yep. So so this one's called Auden Chronicle Rising. It's going to be set in the same world as 100 Heroes. It's actually going to introduce some of the main game's cast. It's like in this pre-war setting, you're going to get to know some of the story and what's going on. Uh, but it is one of those, speaking of Vanillaware, it's one of those types of side-scrolling action games. It's very stylized and has kind of flat-looking art, but also has some depth to it. Um, from what yep. I've seen in the video, it looks pretty cool. And they did say that the there's going to be some town upgrading elements, which is also a callback. Yes. The Suikoden games are very much yes. about, in addition to building your roster, you're actually upgrading your fort as you do that, as you recruit characters. Love that stuff, Tim. Um, so you'll have some of that in this game, too. And you'll get some special perks if you link it up on the same system that you plan on getting the full game. So I'm pumped for this one. Very excited. May 10th, by the way, is the date. 
for that one. Very soon. It's the so, same day as, uh, what's it called? Salt and Sacrifice. Salt and Sacrifice, which, by the way, that's oh. another one I downloaded in my kind of soul's kick. Like, do I like these games? So <laughs> Blasphemous, Blasphemous, yes, I like. Do I love it? Nah, not enough to like play it a ton, but I can acknowledge that's a pretty fun one. And so I'll play Salt and Sanctuary, right? That's the first one. Yeah. I've got that one downloaded. And then Salt and Sacrifice, the sequel, you're right, that comes out next I month. don't think I played Salt and Sanctuary. I'm just, I mean, if it's the right price, then I'm willing to try to suffer at least to, through a diddle <laughs> of the game. So sure. we'll yeah. see. Yeah, it, of suffer course, that, suffer that, that great reviews, but people are saying, yeah, it's side-scrolling souls. Like, it's hard. So Yeah, it's, it's tough. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway. That's all so I had uh, some news about the AEW video game, which is uh, the guy who did the creative oh, director of No Mercy is a consultant on this game. I saw um, the we saw the early footage for that, right? Like the yeah, three... we, we've already seen footage and stuff. But the uh, the rumor mill, according to sources that actually like have connections in AEW and stuff like this is this is legit. They it was it sounds like a rumor, but because it's not confirmed by AEW, uh-huh. but it's it's legit. That the tentative release date for it is September of this year. Hmm. Oh, yeah. But we don't have any footage or anything of it, or just Nothing some new. early, very very early footage. It uh, looked like tech demo type like, stuff. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And uh, and they are, they have been recording the crowds. Um, they just did it tonight oh. in Dallas. Uh, they've, oh. they've been so that's okay. how far along they are, I guess. Um, if you look at that, I, even that tech demo footage, it very much is like it, very reminiscent of No Mercy and those kind of games. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be geared towards just being arcadey and um, hold yeah. hold this button to do a strong grapple or do a or tap it to do a light grapple like that. Type I love of that. That's stuff. what I want. I, I love it, dude. I love that stuff. Yeah, that's man. what I want. You do that. Uh, I still remember the N64 controller. I actually still have one in my box right on the other side of my monitor here. I've got a box of just some old tech gear right here. Yeah, yeah. Blue N64 controller because I did use a USB connector to play. I couldn't find it anywhere, so I was playing a ROM version of it. <laughs> and it was so rough it ran it so not smoothly i couldn't play it for long but it was just That's fun to have the old controller out and like using the yellow buttons to kind of like sprint it was just very yeah <laughs> in, in my mind it was easy but that was pretty complex too it like was and and you had the right joystick was posing and you you had a if you flicked it in different directions well, there's you only would one do a joystick pose. there's only one joystick remember it's in the n64 there's just one Oh, it's just the one. So basically, yeah. you couldn't move with that joystick. It was posing. <laughs> and the directional pad, the D-pad, yes. was where you, you would So you've around. got, like, the three prongs of the N64 controller. You actually hold it wide. Most games, yeah. you held middle and controlled. This one, you're holding wide, and then you quick just kind of move one thumb to the middle to move the joystick. To pose. And you can do a down-up flick to steal your uh, just, opponent's pose. That's yeah. right. Or, yeah, or I can't believe they there. conditioned us. Or to do their special. <laughs> you could do their special move. If you do the strong grapple and yeah. you could actually steal whoever you're facing yeah. their, their I would special. do the I would do the rock bottom on the rock as stone cold all the time. Like I would just yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean Yeah, that was so that was so cool to steal yeah. people's like especially when you're fighting like Billy Gunn and his pose is mooning somebody. Just <laughs> full on mooning somebody, but it's like pixelated. Yeah. I would yeah. I loved stealing that pose. Uh it was so funny. Yep. Uh seeing like Taz do it or something. Like somebody like intimidating um my buddy always used to like yeah but i can't believe the convoluted controls of that game we we were conditioned uh, and i I don't mean the controls were convoluted i mean the controller was convoluted and we still managed to condition ourselves well yeah you just get used to it yeah exactly um but even so like other games just still can't measure up to that 
control system. It's well, the creator weird. wrestler was so so good. And yeah. Back in the day, you pick pick all the moves and kind of, and they had a nice selection of essentially unused power moves you could use for your special. That's what I always liked was give me something unique. And yeah. by the way, WWE uh, 2K22 does a good job of that too. There's a lot of kind of so many unique un- options, unheralded and unique slam moves you could do as your final, which is great. Is there still a? I didn't. I haven't even finished creating my moveset yet. Is there still a creative finisher? Because I. <laughs> Oh, I, I don't know. In a previous, uh, in a previous WWE title from like a recent one, you can piece the creative finisher. Together? Yeah, you can piece it together. And the oh. things that I had my wrestler doing in the finisher were so freaking stupid. Like I pick him up on my shoulders, then I set him down, then I turn him around, <laughs> and then like <laughs> you could chain him to do the stupidest crap before you eventually like punch him in the face and then you're finished. So you, you and my old buddy from growing up playing these games together, you guys were so similar because I would always try to make a serious wrestler that could be That's, a legit my wrestler. My brother and I was always really annoyed. I was like, let's make some cool wrestlers. So he would get on there and create. we would create both of ours. <laughs> And so mine would be really cool and like, or it's real cheesy too, like like a ninja and he does a stupid yeah. kick or whatever. And then he would make this unbelievably ridiculous, I'll use the word, yes. a different R word, we'll say ridiculous looking character. <laughs> and the finisher would always be something so stupid, like a chest slap or something ridiculous. <laughs> where like he would finally get everyone, he would, he would do these huge like this taunts and pump the crowd up. And then oh he would like God. do a strong grapple and then go like, like one of the girl slaps. Yeah. And he's fine. Yeah. I was like, that's your that was, final That's move. Stephanie's finisher. That's Stephanie's finisher in the game <laughs> is a slap. And yeah, I would, oh man, I'd totally steal that as a finisher. Because, yes. Because yes. The, the character that you create automatically takes kind of like the movement and form and even positioning. Like the, if it's a guy, but it's a girl's finisher, all of a sudden right. they'll like pop their hip out like a girl and like do a yeah, slap. And oh my yeah. God, it's so it's, funny. It's and like, I even have my WWE uh, 2K22 guy, his pose when it's like the match card, uh, this person versus this person, his pose is like, <laughs> oh my gosh! Do you just sit there and giggle at yourself while yes! you're this? Okay. All oh, right. my oh my god! I just remembered my ring announcer name. You can select. You can yes. select the the words uh, from a generator or whatever. You that can select the word bank yeah. what you want the ring announcer to call you, and and they're not going to call you by your real name if you have like a, a complex name or sure. whatever. Um, but you can choose like at least like it feels like five or six nicknames. Yeah. And <laughs> mine was like stunning, super, super, super Jeff or something. <laughs> wow, you really just like yeah, I just had to repeat yourself words. up there. Yeah, no, Jeff needed some. He needed some words of affirmation this week. He it's needed just, some extra, extra, extra. Oh extra my god! I just—it's the amount of dumb options that you like, the amount of options that you have that you can be dumb in the game if you want yeah. it to be. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's so satisfying. Well, I, we don't know details about AEW game yet, Not but yet. I'm hopeful that they really do capture the spirit of the No Mercy games. I don't necessarily need them to have, like, if you look at the new WWE game, it has so many modes and options and customization. I think that on one hand is can be really great. On the other hand, it can be very overwhelming. I don't yeah. really need That's why it. I haven't even finished a move set yet. I don't. Like, yeah, I, I don't. Like I don't need it to be part, super and I was like, oh my God, complex. So much. Like, yeah. Just dig into what WrestleMania 2000 and No Mercy. And even WCW, NWO, Revenge, even those ge- dig into what made those games great and make a modern version of those, and you'll make me very happy. Like that's, yeah, that's all I want. I agree. That's all I want. I just want to spend an hour at most on a creative wrestler. I don't want to spend like a whole freaking day on it. That's it can it can get way too convoluted. And yeah. then you you also I did find the, I do still find the menu in the new WWE game to be a little confusing at times when it, when I'm backing out 
and when I'm actually saving something that I picked, like sometimes I'm bouncing back and forth in the menu a lot because it's not super intuitive. At least there's too many sub menus. That's what I noticed. There's a ton of sub menus, and yeah, there's, it asks you all the time if you are sure you want to back out, and I'll say yes, but then it undid everything. I, I, okay, I guess there was a save <laughs> button I was supposed to hit at the bottom. Yeah. Of each little section. So, anyway, it's not bad. It's just it's no no it's not. It's just get, an you adjustment. Have used, yeah. You have to get used to it. That's all. Um, and I just I give up and I go play more Elden Ring. By the way, that's my my background is uh, from a, one of the cut scenes towards the end of Elden Ring. Can't really see oh. anything in detail, but that scene is is really really cool. There's a couple different endings, and this is the first ending that I got. Um, oh, that's which rad! Is, which is my favorite, like story wise. Listen, yeah. make fun of the story of Elden Ring all you want. I've discovered a lot about the lore. That I'm like, hey, that is an interesting premise. They don't yeah, tell yeah. a super interesting story for your character, but like what's going on in the world and the battle between all the characters is actually interesting. So this ending I thought was a really cool kind of climactic moment. But that's right. Anyway. Well, yeah. um, the last thing I wanted to mention is I knew that Ghost of Tsushima was being uh, adapted into a movie. Yeah. And the the headline this week was they hired a writer. I didn't recognize the writer. It is a Japanese American, I think. Um, I didn't recognize his work at all. But the director that they hired for the movie, which was previously announced, and I totally missed it, uh, is Chad Stahelski, who did John Wick. He did all the John Wick movies. Oh, okay. So uh, That's cool. I just, like, you know, cream my trousers in excitement. So it's going to be really <laughs> slow-moving and thoughtful. Yeah. And very, yeah, yeah. I just... So Jin Sakai... He's a stunt coordinator. Like, he choreographs the fight scenes. Well, you know... They hire their own stunt coordinators, but that's his background. That's how he knows how to shoot them so well. Just yeah. imagine his the John Wick versions of samurai fights we're gonna sure. get. Like that's just. Uh, so the story is gonna be so Jin's bad. dog gets killed. Um, right. Jin gets angry. Jin goes on a on a journey of revenge. Jin is played by Keanu Reeves. Don't question it. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Listen, no, they already they already did if, that movie. They already did if that. If one of the forts he goes to, they did do that movie. It's called we the Continental. Him, so. Then I'm out. If if they call the fort the Continental, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I mean I mean not the Continental. <laughs> what if you know this movie should also star both? It should have three major stars in it: Matt Damon, Keanu Reeves, and Scarlett Johansson. They're yeah. all very Asian. Yes. Yes. Tom Cruise. You can't forget Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is also Asian. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Hey, listen. At least, at least in the last Samurai, they made it clear he's an American being brought over here for a reason. Like at least yeah. they had that. Story. It was a punishment for him. Yes. He was a. He I was actually. A, a drunk. I love that uh, movie. Dude, I love the Last Samurai. Yeah. I, I love that movie. Dude, I've seen it like so many times. It's so so many times. And my brother and I still. It's probably racist in retrospect. My brother and I still made fun of the uh, the emperor who's like a teenager or whatever. Yeah. When he finally speaks American, it's, I didn't so expect bad. his voice to be so high. <laughs> I dream of a united Japan. And my brother and I are just like, what That's the exactly hell? What he sounds yes. like. <laughs> God damn it, Jeff. Uh-huh. See, this is why Jeff makes fun uh, of all the RPGs. This yeah. is why That's he makes fun of the anime, I, the RPG. That, I did, it was unexpected because he didn't talk <laughs> the whole movie until the very end. And then he speaks English and you're like, I didn't expect his voice to be so like. That's why he didn't know. speak, Jeff. That's it's why a very speak. serious movie with so many like grounded and serious and awesome characters, and then you hear him talk, and you're like, "Oh, he kind of yeah. he kind of reminded me of the uh, the prince from Monty Python who's trapped in the tower, and he's always like, but father, <laughs> I don't want to get married.'" <laughs> I I think uh, that 
they did the the arcane thing in that movie too, right? The last samurai movie. They did the thing where he's like imagining the fight as he's mm. kind of backing away from everybody, and then the fight happens. Yes. And yeah, then, they did yes. some of that. So then the arcane did the last samurai. Was... Yeah. Yeah, the, the arcane did the I last think that's samurai. In the, that's in the village, right? Yeah, that's in the village where he's about to get jumped, and uh, he's yeah. he. This is his first opportunity to apply what he's learned, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, but he's Listen, getting jumped by like as an know, individual. Rats, I guess I wouldn't trust Tom Cruise with anything. Yeah, but as an <laughs> yeah. actor, I enjoy him in just about everything he's in. Yeah, yeah. If you tell me, oh, there's a new Tom Cruise action movie coming out. I'm like, I'm gonna go see that movie. Dude, I'm that gonna new, go see the hell out that of that. newest Mission Impossible movie is pretty great. It's, oh, so. all I, I like. I like Henry all the yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The only Mission Impossible that I don't really need to rewatch is two. The rest of them are all yeah, the really Fred Durst, great. The uh, Limp Biscuit one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the John, the John Woo one. Hey guys, there's slow motion doves coming up from the ground. Yeah, <laughs> I remember thinking that movie was so badass when I was younger. I'm a Limp Biscuit <laughs> well, fan, and then yeah. I watch it again, and I'm like, now, and I'm like, oh my god. In retrospect, no, but at the time, yes. Yeah, they he and got ruled. Alexa, I think, shut the hell up. <laughs> They got real excited about the. They got real excited about the like Damn. the Jeff got little uh, biscuit on the us. costumes, like the masks pull off. They loved that in the second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The second one was so full, like so convoluted with all the. But dude, I've I've off. rarely seen a franchise recover so strongly with three with Philip Seymour Hoffman, like oh, and J.J. Abrams directing. Oh, yeah. Man, yeah, that one was so good. Where, the where he has travels. the thing in his head and he's trying to ha- tell yes. his wife to like be like, all right, yeah. like guiding and her. Carrie, to like shoot. Carrie Russell is has a crazy opening. Oh, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. She does, yeah. But that yeah. movie has probably one of the most intense openings ever. Yeah. Like it, it opens with them duct taped to a chair, and like the bad guys. He's, he's counting down to his shooting wife. his wife. Yeah, and he's gonna shoot, and then it just cuts to the like the give me the, lo- give me the, location the fuse going. Foot. You know, it cuts to the opening. Yeah. So, yeah. I was like, what? And you know what? They <laughs> followed that up with the fourth one with the prison breakout opening. Yeah, which that's was right. so brilliant. They were like, light the fuse, and then they light it, and it's following the tunnel of where they're escaping. And yeah. it's ah, mm. uh, that was yeah. such a great. That gave me yeah. chills. I love Dude, that. Tom love Cruise, that. lunatic, but still great in movies. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. take, but still oh I'm, I'm convinced he's probably killed a good dozen people in real life. But I still like, <laughs> I still like. <laughs> I mean, Scientology, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So isn't that a thing? Isn't that's that once you get to thing. a certain level, you're allowed to murder? Yeah. No, absolutely. Definitely. I mean, uh, you know, let's let's talk about uh, the head guy's uh, wife is just totally missing. She's just and nobody's gone. asking any questions. Yeah. You know, because they totally killed her. But, Tom, you know. Cru- Tom Cruise did it. <laughs> probably. Tom Cruise and, probably was there. I don't know. And John Travolta both. It was probably a ritual. And Will Smith, because he's there too. All right. Probably. <laughs> well, that's a good way to wrap up the show. All yes. right. Well, thanks, guys. Uh, it's it's still fun to chat about, you know, all the other stuff going on outside of brand new games. We had like weeks and weeks and weeks in a row of like this new game, this new game, this it new game. It was exhausting. So yeah. it kind of feels like, uh, <laughs> all right, we got a few weeks to just talk about whatever we're interested in. So this is yeah, one exactly, of those, exactly. those episodes, and I like it. So thank you guys for being here. Jeff, or, uh, Derek, and Kyle, sorry you guys couldn't make it. We'll see you next time, though. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching if you're on YouTube. Really appreciate it. We'll see you next time. Just Cheers. the three of us. You can slap us if you try.